The Joe Rogan Experience Podcast is brought to you by The Fleshlight. If you to go to JoeRogan.net and click on the link for The Fleshlight and you enter in the code name Rogan, you can get 15% off and masturbate at a discount. And we're also brought to you by Onnit Labs, creators of Alpha Brain and New Mood. Cognitive enhancers, vitamins for your dome, bitches. Get it together. If you think it costs too much, please duplicate the formula. We don't mind. We just want you to use it. It's good shit. Go to JoeRogan.net, click on the link for on it, and enter in the code name Rogan. You get 10% off that, too. Brian Callen's in the house. You dirty freaks. You ready to get shit cracking? We're going to break it down. It's all going to make sense today. Brian Callen's here. My Happy brother. My brother. Here. Happy to be here. Always Happy to good be to here. see you, my friend. Excited. Thank you to whoever gave me this this weekend at the uh, Ice House. Some dude gave me Hunter S. Thompson's The Rum Diary, a nice paperback. Just wanted to thank that guy. Did his share of drugs. Yeah, you his think? Share of psychedelics. <laughs> Have you done your share yet? No. Not yet. Just mushrooms. I took a four-hour shower on mushrooms once. Nice. And then, uh, and then I was hiking in Big Whiskey Mountain on mushrooms with my buddy. We decided to take a back route, which you never do. I was climbing up a landslide. That's smart. And I was like to my buddy, I go, dude. He goes, what? I go, you got to move with the mountain. You're not moving with the mountain. <laughs> and he's like, uh, okay, he's a real mountain man. So he's climbing. I go, still not moving the mountain. Okay, I'm going to stay here and talk to this rock. And I had to have a conversation with the rock. And then, as he tells it, we're on top of Whiskey Mountain, which is a very big mountain. Okay, Luckily, it was in the summer. I was, well, I, was with, uh, I was dating Patty back in the day, and they were waiting downstairs. And he turns back around, <clears throat> and I'm not wearing any clothes. And I mean no clothes. <laughs> and I'm up on top of a mountain that, you, that takes like a really long time to climb up, and I'm naked. What did you do with the clothes? Uh, we never found my clothes. Oh, no. But I did stop and eat a lot of blueberries. And oh, by the no. Time, oh, yeah. And by the time we... I also took a shit um, squatting. And then as I was doing that uh, naked, my buddy moved some branches, pretending it was a bear. And uh, jumped up and started to run. And uh, that caused a problem. And then I came back down uh, the mountain, all scratched up, no clothes. Uh, <laughs> and I, I kept stopping eating blueberries. My buddy was like, you stop eating blueberries. I had a blue mouth. A shit you ass. Walked, you walked barefoot that's down right, a mountain. That's right. My feet were all cut up. My skin How was long all cut did it up. take? I don't know. A day. And uh, like I literally, a full day literally, literally probably four hours or something like that. Did five you hours. sober up at any point during the uh, walk? Yeah. When I finally got down, I had a blue mouth from eating blueberries. And, and I was all cut up. And uh, Patty was like, what are you doing? I was like, I need to dip my ass in the lake. I have shit ass. Because I, I couldn't wa- wipe it. <laughs> so um, yet one, another one of my shit stories. Thank you. <laughs> hey. so, so she was like, wow, that's attractive. You're, you're my man. I'll, I'll take the skinny guy with the blue mouth and the shit in his ass. Who's <laughs> <laughs> coming down off mushrooms. So that was my experience with mushrooms. How much did you take? Dude, I, he, my buddy gave me just a handful just a big <laughs> handful he goes eat them i was like okay i want to have an experience <laughs> you got to eat them on an empty stomach i hadn't eaten of course that's really good and we're climbing man and i just started literally just hallucinating you're I, better off that you didn't eat anything if you had eaten something you'd probably throw probably. up really bad i took yeah. a shower one time i wouldn't get out of the shower patty was banging on the door and i was like i'll be there i'm trying to figure something out and then no, it's hard to explain, but I believe I kept seeing my profile. And the first thing I was like is I kept saying, oh, fuck, I wish I was barrel-chested. I'm not barrel-chested. <laughs> my 
my grandfather's barrel chested. I'm not barrel chested. I have a sunken chest. This is horse shit. And I, and, I was, and I was like, that's a terrible profile. So then I resolved, I resolved while I was in the shower to just spend the entire summer on a bench press. I was going to hire a coach just to bench, which that never happened. And then I came out of the shower. And then I had this experience of somebody standing, like watching me and judging me. And I felt like it was the devil telling me that I was a phony. So I was oh. like, I'm a phony. I'm a skinny phony. Why did you think it was the devil? I don't fucking know. I just felt, I saw this, that just felt like that's what it was. Because like, it was like, so mean? It was just the truth and so mean. I was so raw. I came out it's like probably really God. Maybe it was. <laughs> Maybe it was. <laughs> it just felt like the devil because he didn't want didn't to admit the truth. Exactly. That's, that's, what, what, the, that's what the bad that's trips what are. That's what that is, bro. I, I, I can always tell with people. You can just see. It's so interesting to watch how people, like, I was thinking about this the other day, how people basically as adults, like, I would call it adulthood and what they call maturity is the slow acceptance of what you will never be. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. So what happens is you start, it's so interesting. I was, I was, you see little girls dressed like princesses, right? And and that's their ideal. They grow up with these ideals. We, we, st- we stick these ideals in children. Like, you're going to marry a prince and he's going to be pin- Prince Charm. And that shit gets whittled away. You start settling for simulation and simulation. And yeah. It's basically your life becomes, I'll take what I can get. Yeah. And until finally you're dating some guy with hair in his ears and a, and a pot belly. Well, at least he pays the fucking bills. Which is when I like to get them, by the way. I like to get them when they're just going through a divorce, had their heart broken two, three hundred times, they're 40, they work out way too much. That anger and frustration is combined into this fucking, what, what creates like a, a freaky that I can really work with <laughs> in a hotel room. The you know, thirty-nine-year-old so, crazy ones oh, my starving favorite. for attention—is oh, that what you like? Yes. Really? Yes. Look at my ass. I work out all the time. That's fantastic. <laughs> I like them old. Not even old. Old. That's young for me. So, um, you're coming down the hill. You're totally naked. You're high as a kite on mushrooms. Yeah. Do you at ever, any point realize? Like, are you starting to sober up at, yeah. at any point in time? Like, what's, what's happening as you're sobering up? What, what was happening as I was sobering up, and because I'm such a freak, is I had read a lot about how when you can be on a mountain in the summer, a, a, a winter storm can brew up, right? They can yeah. rip up. You can get caught in hail storms. You can oh. freeze to death, actually, sometimes, you know? Wow. And so uh, I was like, I was like, I got to get the fu- And I'd read about K2, and I don't know if you ever read about climbing K2. It's one thing to climb Mount Everest. It's quite another thing to climb K2. Really? I believe there's only one side of K2 one can climb. And for a while, I believe, and you can check this on Fact Check, one in four people uh, wouldn't make it uh, on K2. People died all the time because storms, One in four people wouldn't make it, like yeah, wouldn't survive? Can you do Fact Check? Because I believe that was the case for quite a while. Jesus Christ. And, and, and so what happened was, it was the holy grail of mountains, still is. Because because uh, um, what happens is storms whip up really fucking fast, like really fast, and uh, and you die. Yeah. Fuck. So 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 what happened was I um I started thinking a storm might whip up and I suck in the cold. Whoa. What does it say on fact check? Um, it's just talking about uh, there was uh there's been a bunch of disasters up there. Oh, a lot of people have died on K two. Yeah. You don't climb K two. Very few people climb. When you meet a mountain climber and they say I got to the top of K two, that dude is on the all star team. Wow. That's a very rare dude. And you have to go through Pakistan. I think on the Pakistan side. What? Yeah. 
no bodies, and you you pass bodies all the time. You know what's hilarious? The United States just got word from Afghanistan that if we go to war with Pakistan, Afghanistan is on Pakistan's side. Yeah, what, a, what a surprise! <laughs> but how hilarious we're, is that? Out of all the fucking the, all the bullshit propaganda, pretending that we're helping those people, we're oh, come on, we're on your side. We're bribing. Listen, we're extracting minerals, blah blah blah, taking heroin, but we're here for you. We're bribing fucking entire tribes yeah. to have loyalty to like Kabul. Well, do they're you know like, how they're dri- they're getting? information on these guys you know the, the number one method for these warlords no viagra oh that's right i read about that that's right <laughs> hey, hey, hey i know you i know you have all these loyalties you want a hard on for a long time yeah. of course i do yeah well these guys these warlords they start hitting 50 and 60 and, and you're fucking herding goats all day you're tired man you can't take to those 20 that's wives that you've accumulated you got exactly cocky right. when you were young that's exactly you know, when right. you're young you're young my blood is hot my you could have out. 10 fucking wives, but then when you're a 60-year-old man, you got to fuck 10 of these bitches. The, the limit is they actually, start talking shit, too. The limit is actually four in Islam. In really? Islam, and you have to treat all of them exactly the same. So if they had four, though, and one of them was getting all the dick, <sighs> that's what know, and the other ones start complaining. It's the craziest thing, because I've never met two women, two women, forget like four women. That could get two along women, like forget, that. What? We're, hey, girls, we're, here's the good news. I'm marrying you. Bad news, we're all going to share the same roof. Good fucking <laughs> luck. How are they doing it in the Mormon communities, all these crazy Mormon? cults they don't it's they always don't. been very small subsets and and if you look at who those cult leaders are they're basically closet jeffries closet, yeah, closet perverts yeah. uh, sociopaths yeah. pedophiles scumbags that guy mm. warren jeffries was a pedophile yeah, you're totally right and that yeah. it is a, a sort of a part of the case right they always find out that these guys are marrying these girls at like 14 and shit oh my god man. yeah they keep finding that younger out. younger really yeah. ugh, ugh. nice guys yeah, it's just weird, man. A weird offshoot, you know, that it's just it's just so strange that some people vibrate on a frequency that low, their bullshit detectors that weak that they yeah. get sucked into that yeah. kind of a community. I think it, it's perspective and context. I mean, when you get somebody who's young and they've never been told anything different, yeah. you know, we're just you look at children, we're as people, you're you're you are what, what you get what put what's put inside you. You yeah. need you need that's why I always tell young people, fucking read, but read the right things. And what you don't know is going to hurt you. You got to read. You just got to. You got to. Yeah. Did you have you seen a zeitgeist moving forward? No, I haven't either. I haven't watched the whole thing, but I watched a a chunk of it. People are just constantly trying to get me to see this thing. It's one of those things where people email me once a day. Dude, have you seen zeitgeist moving forward? I'm like, all right. I saw the first zeitgeist. And although I thought it was very moving, um, I also thought there was like like there's this some stuff on 9-11 that I was like, this is you're just you, you, you know, there was stuff about the Twin Towers, like they couldn't have possibly fallen like that. And I'm like, listen, man, this is not real science. This right. is mm-hmm. you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This is and to say this, to state that for sure that happened, I think is crazy. Right. Well, you know, here's the only way to find out. Build the same fucking thing. Have another fucking plane fly into it. Let's see if it falls down again. If it does, ooh, <clears throat> you, you just fucked up. If you actually want a really good uh, debunking of that, um, Popular Mechanics got together a whole bunch of mechanical yeah. engineer scientists yeah. called Debunking the 911 Myths. And they talk about, for example, how care, um, jet fuel burns at a certain temperature. And what and I believe it's 1,600 degrees. Iron melts at 900 degrees, especially that kind of iron. Mm-hmm. So it made sense that the iron would start to melt and the building would crumble. But they had a whole bunch of different they actually took each and, and it's a really interesting book. well it gets annoying when you read the arguments against it because some of the the information that people pull out is just flat out wrong like they're talking about how there's cuts to the beams and you want to say look, look folks 
they cut the beams when they needed to break everything down because they were clearing out the area. There's a lot of photographs of that, man. Exactly. You, you exactly. know, you, you, there's no evidence that it they cut the me, beams yeah, to it, bring the fucking building it, down. It like, seems what? to me a lot, for a lot easier to believe that a group of, of, of young men who are fanatics said, you know what, let's, let's fly planes into a building. That seems more than some huge and massive government sure. conspiracy. Think how many people would have to keep their mouth shut well, to get something like that going. Not it's, just that but that that that's the only way a building like that can fall right i really don't think that they have a, a, a lot of data on what the fuck happens to skyscrapers and they get hit by giant i was gonna say planes. i didn't know you got your degree in mechanical yeah. engineering my friend that's exactly every time i hear somebody uh, I, people are full of medical advice as well i yeah. love this if you read a lot of stuff for example what what people will tell you there's a there's a good ted lecture by this uh, epidemiologist who's a scientist and put, actually does science does the science on for example when they said that of glass red wine a day can help you prevent uh, breast cancer the problem with that statement that you read in the new york times and everywhere else is that the actual experiment was they had cancer cells in a petri dish they dropped red grape extract onto the cancer cells those cancer cells died you, that That's doesn't it? mean yeah you don't infer well, it's resveratrol that. is what it is it's yeah well, uh, uh, re resveratrol right yeah but you, you don't. Th that doesn't mean you infer then that a glass of wine is going to, you know, is right. going to prevent. Is that really how? And they there came are different kinds of breast cancer, by the way. And cancer itself is an umbrella term for essentially the irregular uh, division of cells. Mm -hmm. All different kinds of cancer. We don't know why some kick on. Some happen when you're a child. Others when you're an adult. There are different theories about it. Some are environmental. Some are genetic. Mm. So you know. And by the way. When people say you got to build your immune system, then if you drink this, it'll pre prevent cancer. In fact, uh, I was reading that some some cancers don't uh, actually grow as a result of a stronger immune system because they are they are aligned with your immune system. When your immune system is strong for whatever reason and cells start dividing in a healthy way, the unhealthy cells do as well. Whoa. So 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 they're depending on the cancer, which is why they use chemotherapy. <clears throat> exactly. It poisons your whole body and That's kills right. off the cancer cells. That's right. right before it kills off you that's right that's right Which and now remember some some cancers, counterintuitive to the holistic approach of like super healthy greens and, and stuff you need like that, you want to be healthy i take all that stuff i do that but yeah i mean well, don't forget what western science has given us look up until the 1970s the late 70s i believe uh, testicular cancer killed many young men when you had testicular cancer you were done okay but because they came up with a chemotherapy that that uses um was it platinum. called the scissors <laughs> yeah right that's probably that's what you, they used to do but oh. you you had things called but there was there was um, um there's a platinum compound in the chemotherapy it is it has made um testicular cancer highly curable Wow. It, most almost always when you get testicular cancer young men live now they take they take chemo they're sick for a little bit and then it, it just goes away and it's curative so you know you got to be careful you're right with, with people have a lot of information and if you actually start scratching the surface and asking them questions it's like dude you you don't where are you getting your information? Do you yeah. know the genealogy of your idea? Did you study? Do you, do you know where well, too this many is people are just from? too quick to just grab a hold of a yes or a no or yeah. this side or that side? Yeah. You got to look at the whole thing. Yeah. You know the the only thing that puzzles me about September 11th is that the set that uh, 
Tower 7 building, and there's a lot of debate on that. That's the one that the right. architects and engineers from 9-11 Truth have a problem with. They don't know why that building collapsed like that, and it looks like a controlled demolition. Did you it's see really that weird video, because That's interesting. I've seen a bunch of them. It's, it's very interesting yeah. because I've never seen a building fall into its base like that, like give out in uniform and come down a straight line, but it doesn't mean that it can't happen. Right. Right. So you've got to be real careful about that. Yeah, I agree. It looks like a controlled demolition, and you know you hear that this Larry Silverstein guy had all this money invested in it, and when the you know if the buildings went down, he made billions of dollars, and you hear all this craziness online. But the the real reality is, again, we don't know how a building like that performs until something like that happens. The, the, you got to light it on fire. You got to make yeah, big holes I mean, in it. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other thing is, nobody ever realizes that these are people, right? So if you look at like if you if you read like Bob Woodward's The War Room, or you look at how like governments, the CIA, this defense intelligence, the, the National Security Agency, the White House, if you if there's a crisis, it's really interesting to see, and if you look at these memoirs now that are coming up out about the Bush era, it's really interesting to see how they do arrive at, at, at conclusions and decisions to take action. It's fucking heated in those rooms, and like human beings, everybody's got a different point of view, everybody has their own group of people they control, and... And you, it comes down ultimately. They, they, everybody presents their case to the president, biting their lip, having testy arguments, not talking to each other, threatening to resign, like Condoleezza Rice did with with uh, Donald Rumsfeld because she just didn't get along with him. She thought he was condescending, etc. And the president finally has to be like, guys, guys, can you hey, let's not stop fighting. Stop. I'm the one who makes the decision. Ultimately, present your that ideas. That to me is way scarier. If the idea that we actually let a guy like Bush really be president to me is way scarier than the idea that. There's some massive conspiracy amongst globalists to control That's all the world's I mean. resources. But my, the my, fact that a guy really could be president, yeah. but they really don't have it locked down. Totally tight. It's true. Like I, no, it's not. Come, Bush come didn't have a lot of wisdom. Listen, he didn't, he didn't have to. He was there. He's a puppet. Yeah. They, they obviously had Dick Cheney, and Dick Cheney was the guy who was the fucking CEO of Halliburton, a, a, a company that made untold billions of dollars reconstructing countries after we blow them the fuck up. It's not a coincidence that this guy would be really fascinated with going to war. I mean, he owed own stock. The president, President Bush, was a fucking character on a sitcom for us. Listen, he Connelly, was a, a Connelly's, guy that spoke yeah. for us. Condoleezza Rice had a huge falling out with uh, Dick Cheney and a hu huge argument about the fact that the guy believed in essentially uh, extraordinary, <coughs> I think it's called extraordinary rendition, where we would kidnap people kidnap people and take them to undisclosed locations usually a country that didn't object to uh, torture and uh, and put them in these detention cells these CIA prisons and she was like well, you can't just wow. disappear people you can't yeah. do that you can't you can't take somebody off the streets of Italy and bring them to Turkey there's certain people that have an unquestionable character there's certain people you hear them talk and you say that's a man of character that's a man of intelligence that's a man of experience yeah Colin Powell's one of those people. Yes, he was. I hear that guy talk, and I go, that guy's legit. That's and the real deal. he was also deal. against the Iraq War. For, yes, and, he was. And, and he was the only guy who did any time in, in uniform. Yes, and he was also, you know, disenchanted with the entire administration, and it didn't really work out for him. And, you know, everybody was real excited when he joined the Bush administration. But, you know, there's a guy that really is a real American hero. He's the he's the real fucking deal. That's right. And he's with all these jackasses and war criminals and fucking thieves and he has to sit there and watch them pillage, yeah. just pillage the world. 
those motherfuckers. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I get a little too, I, I, too, I, I, too serious I, but there, but folks. I think, but I think that it's worth being serious about. I, I it think is. That, you know, it is, but it, it isn't because it's not helping anything. No, but, but you know, no. It's like I have a joke about Occupy Wall Street, and I totally support the movement, but the joke is that those hippies are just going to start living there now. Oh. What's going to happen is you're going to go there, everyone's just going to be shit all over the street, and you're going to have to just drive through that on the way to work. Hey, man, what are you doing is wrong, man. <laughs> well, Nothing the, the, ever changes the, ever. Well, that's the thing. I, I, was, I was talking to Neil. Neil Brennan was telling kind of like give me a hard time for not not um i disagree with him on a lot of things but um he was he, but i respect neil because he works very hard at, at earning an opinion developing an opinion yeah we, we are we're on a little very bit we're, i think we're on different sides of the equation but but neil neil um <clears throat> neil was saying you should be down there protesting and my problem with the protest movement the the occupy wall street movement is that i don't i don't know that that's the only group to blame there, there are a lot of groups to blame the yes. government wall street yes. uh it, in irregular consumers who were buying houses, knowing they couldn't afford them, nobody ever talks about that. And and and, and so there. And so when you occupy Wall Street, what you're really talking about Wall Street, of course, just a euphemism or just a kind of a, a name for a very amorphous group of people. Because what you're talking about when you talk about Wall Street is the investment community. That's what you're talking about. Now, do you want to protest the investment community? If so, let me ask some questions. What aspect of the investment community? Because I would remind everybody they pay a lot in taxes. They also produce a lot of wealth. You wouldn't have startup companies without venture capital, for example. You want to start taxing, uh, 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 you know, um, the capital gains tax, see what happens to your venture capital. See, see what happens to capital that is invested in businesses. So I don't know the answers. These are complicated issues. And you start following that thread and start saying, well, let's occupy Wall Street. Okay, okay. There are some unscrupulous assholes in Wall Street. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. But but what are we going to do about it? I would, I believe personally that you had an incentive structure in place, an incentive structure, and, and a system with holes in it where smart people got together and said, hey, you know what? I got to tell you, this is, there are some very big legal loopholes here, and we can make a lot of money. You know why? Because three other houses down the way are making a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. So uh, what are we doing, guys? Because we're not going to be able to compete. Here's another thing. We may be out of a fucking job if we don't do this. So there were all, so it, when you're in that and you start to realize it, it's really an interesting development where you go, gee, what would I... What would I do in that situation as well? It was so it was so fucking murky, and it seems to me what you want to fix is the incentive structure. You want to fix. You want to go back to to nuts and bolts. Nuts and bolts. What are you producing? What is the bottom line? How do you produce wealth? What has produced wealth in the past? And and um, too many and people are making money off just making money and moving money around, passing risk along. Yeah, remember, risk remember, along, you know, even much bigger than the actual size of the actual economy is the the, the size book, of the derivatives, right? Yes, and 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 there's a very good book that I'm about to read, and I had two very big bankers who were in this, who were in this, and had lived through it and saw every bit, every detail, and they said the book to read is The Big Short by the Michael short. Lewis. He wrote Liar's Poker. It's I would like to big, read that. It's called The Big I'm Short. write that down because um, I need to if, really... If, for anybody, it'll explain the genesis. And, and this guy is, and not, uh, is the not... The Big Short? He doesn't have a grind to axe here. He's a, he's, he is a journalist who is an outstanding first-class writer. I read Liar's Poker. He's a great writer. I believe it's Michael Lewis is his name. I might be wrong with the first name. But the point is that he wrote The Big Short. And that is renowned. That is, that is widely respected as the book and sort of the Bible on how this shit happened and what happened and essentially who's to 
blame, but it's you start going into that blame game. It's really interesting. It's really fucking interesting because there are a lot of people, and they're not just Republicans. They're not just Libertarians. A lot of people can make a very strong case for things like the Equal Lending Housing Lending Act, the, the the kinds of laws that came out of government because it was very popular on the Republican and Democratic side to say, hey. I'm going to pass legislation that makes it easy for everyone to own a house. That's the American way. That's the American dream. Uh, they did a study. That they, that, listen to this. It's really interesting. The first, the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston did a study. Uh, they found that even if you're qualified for a loan, if you're a minority, if you're black or a Latino, and even if you're just as qualified as a white person, you're four times as likely to be turned down, turned down for that loan. Okay, so if you're black or you're Latino, back in I think this was in 1996 or whatever, I don't remember the date. If you're black or Latino, you have the same credit as a white person, you're still four times as likely to be turned down for a loan. Countrywide mortgage. Sounds because all in the family. Maybe. Yeah. Meathead and everybody. Convinced. But but Countrywide Mortgage said, "Fuck this! Let's open a bunch of small, um, uh, uh, you know, offices with minority people working in there. Let's start giving loans to these people. If they have the same credit rating, let's do that." It's really interesting when you start really listening to the shit. You're like, wow, man, this is this got this got fucking crazy. On yeah. top of the fact that Europe, the rich countries were buying our our mortgage-backed securities. Yeah. They were buying the housing debt. And so we could pass it on. It's just so weird to, that people thought that it was normal that you would buy a house and then it would be worth twice as much in two years. Because that's what happened. <laughs> like, that's what happened to my house. Dude, I, everybody was telling me this. Dude, I bought it for 500 I sold it for a mil. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. You, you, you just made a half a million dollars just like that? How the fuck did you do that? How does that happen? How's that real? My father, who was a banker, said, my father looked at me and he goes, uh, not going to last because I was going to buy I was going to buy a piece of property get into real estate he goes you know anything about real estate I go no he goes you know how to make people laugh right I go yeah he goes stick to making people laugh because you get into real estate you lose all your money <laughs> all it's of true it. well not only that it's right. don't be cocky and think you can jump into a game like that and not give it 100% of your attention exactly. I, that's like you know people saying they're going to moonlight in MMA I'm going to have a couple of fights on the side good luck with the rest of your life thinking out of that shitty brain of yours because oh someone's going to wrap a fucking shin around your skull and you're not going to remember things too good after that dude that's the issues. hardest i'm sorry but that is the hardest way to earn a living it's yeah I, I it's watch, right up there i watched these guys fight and i you know and i was watching um i was watching baseball the other day i'm watching the world series and you know baseball they're athletes they can hit a ball you know you got to swing the bat perfectly you got to throw you got to feel the ball and it's you know there's a lot of skill involved in baseball but but when it comes to fighting and you're out there with gloves that are just tiny and you and somebody else is trying to knock your fucking head off and you yeah. got to know how to kick, punch and wrestle. So much more difficult. Oh. So much more is on the line physically. Your your physical health, you're playing a game how for your, your health. How about your courage? Yeah. You know, everything. Your your, your mind, you, you got to stay loose but aggressive. Mhm. Mm and you're going to be exposed in front of all these people. You're going to people are going to see you break well, or you, not. If uh, you probably are not allowed to even say this cuz you you call the fights, but if if you had to put, I don't know if it's a fair question. I was going to ask you about the Son and uh, uh, Anderson Silva fight. Are they going to fight, first of all? Do we know? Who knows? I don't know. I'm, uh, Dano likes the fight. It's a promotable fight, for sure. It's a very exciting is An fight. Is Anderson kind of uh, hesitant to fight him? I don't believe so. I believe his manager has uh, said some things. But, you know, a lot of that is just, uh, it's, a, it's a game. You know, you got to realize that promotion, uh, you know, and managing fighters and stuff, there's a lot of publicity involved, and there's a lot of, just keeping it in the press is a good thing. Saying that Chael doesn't deserve it is a good thing. Building up any sort of animosity is a good 
good thing. And then Chael's people say, yes, he does deserve it. Anderson's where he's going to kick his ass. Then you got you got a thread going, man. So you yeah. can't you can't be a rube. You okay. got to look at these things and go, listen, Ed Soares is a smart dude. And Anderson Silva is a goddamn genius. And Chael Sonnen is the greatest marketing mind that combat sports has ever guy. known he's by a, a long shot. He's such a man. No one's funnier than him. No one's I wanna wittier be him. than him. He's a beast. I, wa- I watch him and I get depressed that I'm not How him. about what he said to Brian Stan? He said he is an American hero and he's going to get a good old-fashioned red, white, and blue ass, ass kicking. <laughs> it was so great. How about, oh, my I God. Saw, I saw him talking about the Nogueira brothers. He's he on about, another level. He was talking about the Nogueira brothers. He's like, mm-hmm. they thought this bus yes. pulled up. They thought it was a donkey. It was they, me was, interviewing him, man. He's, he's saying he they tried to give him a carrot. I, 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 I brought it up to him. He goes, that happened. <laughs> he goes, one of them pulled his belt off. Like, he's going to take it home. Come on, little fella. <laughs> And you know what, dude? On top of that, that motherfucker could fight his ass oh, off. My if, God. if he was just a shit talker, I would still love him. So Even I. if he lost every fight. So like Sean I. McCorkle has lost a couple times in the UFC. And, you know, or at least once in the UFC. Sean, sorry, Sean, if I said one. But he's a great shit talker. Yeah. He's a hilarious yeah. shit talker. I'm like, I like to see the guy back just to hear him talk some more shit. You know? Well, but I, Jail I, Sonnen talks shit better than anybody. He's, better, he's, he's funnier than I am. And I'm and, a comedian. I'm like, oh, this guy's got a, you know. He's figured out how to finish guys. Instead of just staying on top of guys and punch them in the face, you know, you can win a fight like that. But you know what else you can do? You can lose a fight like that because the guy survives and catches you in a submission. Right. When you're on top of a guy, if you're a wrestler, the kind of caliber of Chael Sonnen, you're not going to get up, man. You, the only way you're going to get up is he's going to make a subtle mistake and probably late in the fight. You know, maybe he's trying to finish you off and he, I, I he gets couldn't. cocky and you, you get an underhook and you get back up to your feet. But for the most part, a guy like that can keep you down. And if he's got good submissions... Fuck, why wouldn't he have good submissions? What kind of, look, look at the, the elite-level grappling he has. It's ridiculous. All you have to do is just teach him a few different positions, and he'll be elite in those positions as well. Yeah. And his yeah. triangle that he hit Brian Stan with was a crusher, dude, because Brian Stan was defending the right way. Yeah. The way to defend is called like answering the phone. You put your hand over your ear, right. and it relieves some of the pressure. But Chael's squeeze is so fucking tight that it didn't matter. He did everything perfect. Is, is he just positioning? Is he just gorilla, strong? gorilla strong, gorilla strong, and mentally tough as fuck. Yeah, he really He's is. He's tough as fuck. He dude. really is. And has cracked in the past, and is tougher because of it. How about that? Has quit in the past. Has has done things in the past that he's not happy with, and those things motivate him in a fight. And much like George St. Pierre, I think losing and cracking under pressure makes him more dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really do. When a guy's been humiliated a couple of times, and then he comes back is a fucking badass there's a different level of intensity that those guys have a guy who's been humiliated like a George St. Pierre there's a there's an intensity that he brings to the table where this is not gonna fucking happen again yeah. that's also on the menu uh, the, yeah. well, on the menu is I'm gonna kick your ass yeah. I'm on, on the menu is I'm gonna force you to fight my my fight but also on the menu, menu is that Matt Sarah fight is not gonna fucking happen right. again right I'm not getting you know called I mean? yeah. right, yeah. and you know Chael's been caught by Anderson in a triangle Paulofilio caught him in an arm bar but he's a, he's a better fighter than Bat then i don't know what's going on i don't know if it's consistency intensity i, I think know. i think a lot of his strength resides in his hair in <laughs> thick Samson delicious hair. hair dude well, he's a, he's a fucking most marketable guy ever. He's, he's a man. He's just He should have his own right-wing talk radio show. <laughs> when you're a man, you're watching yeah. the guy. You're like, I, I, I'm, I, I, he's definitely the silverback and I'm yeah. a baboon. I'll throw fruit from the trees. And he's entertaining as hell, man. He's, yeah, he's, he's hilarious. He's great. I'm a big fan of that guy. So and that's going to be a big fight, the, the, the rematch of those. But Anderson right now is recovering from, uh, he had a shoulder injury. Oh, he did? Yeah, and uh, that, that's tricky, man. I mean, they, they can take a long time. Like Cain Velasquez, depending on the severity of Anderson's injury, Cain Velasquez has been out 
for a long time. I mean, he had to get surgery, and I it's a good that. solid nine months. I didn't know. It's a very complicated joint. His shoulder, I mean, look at all the different moves yeah, that the shoulder yeah. can do, and yeah. think about, you know, how loose the tissue has to be inside of there. And if something goes wrong, if there's tears and, you know, soft tissue damage or, or worse, ligament rips and, mm. and, and things that need, you got to go back in there and stitch everything up and put it together and, you know, possibly even, you know, heal. yeah, and, and possibly even have more than one surgery. Yeah, I mean, Jeez. there's there's people that have sh shoulder injuries, and it's nine, ten months. Wow. Yeah, it's a long time. So Kane still hasn't come back yet. So he's his got Junior Dos Santos fight is his first fight back on on Fox because he's been out for Jesus. It's been it's got to be like a year. He, he beat Brock Lesnar over a year ago, I believe. I'm not I'm not exactly sure when the uh, the fight took place. How much does he weigh, Kane? Two forty. He, in my opinion, is just he's the perfect size heavyweight where he's not a giant guy, so he doesn't require all this amazing oxygen. But he's still small, so he can move. There's good. always that, that debate about what, what's the perfect size because when, you got, when you're 260, you don't have the kind of explosive speed with your punches, you, you know, yeah. usually. I mean, you got a lot of weight in those arms, too, yeah. when you fill up with blood, man. You lose yeah. the snap into the punches. Uh, he's I, got great snap to his punches because yeah. he's not muscle-bound. That's right. He's got a real athlete's body. I yeah. mean, his, his body is exactly built that way because of years of combat sports. Right. So it's built the exact way it needs to be to perform at the level that he wants to perform. And with him, the big thing with that guy is volume. He has the most ridiculous pace of any heavyweight. Yeah, I've they, never they, seen a guy with cardio. His, like ab it. his ability, yeah, his cardio is It's insane. It doesn't make any sense. He's 240 pounds. He never and gives up. outworks lightweights at the gym at AKA. AKA, American Kickboxing Academy in San Jose, one of the best gyms in the country, filled with killers. You know, filled with John Fitch and Josh Koscheck and Mike Swick Jesus. and all these fucking animals up there. And this guy is outlasting them. In, in conditioning drills. That's unheard of. That You're talking nice. about like a Josh Thompson, like well, those guys, that's like an elite, elite MMA athlete. You yeah. know, like as good a shape as you can get in, as athletic as you can get in. And to have this fucking freak heavyweight beating them in, in, in exercise drills is really kind of crazy, or at least g getting close to them. Heavyweights are traditionally way easier to tire out. And he just puts a pace on these guys. So you can see them just can't believe it's real. They can't believe it's real. Like, a perfect example, the Brock Lesnar fight was a good example. That was a good example, but th there's been a couple other fights in, in, earlier in his career where you just see him hit guys with this pace. Um, uh, Big Ben Rothwell, that's a perfect fight. He hit Ben Rothwell with this pace that was just ridiculous. It was just ferocious. Everything he did was perfect. Every takedown was perfect. Every side positioning was perfect. Every hammer fist was perfect. Yeah, because he Every wasn't punch tired, was perfect. Yeah, it how, never, how, how he just keeps King? going. He's six feet, six foot one, That's maybe it. something like That's that. It. He's not a giant guy. Like I said, he's only two forty. Unbelievable. He's not a. He's not. A, he might be a little. He might be six foot one at the most. Well, I should. I should actually look that what's up. What's his nationality? Like, uh, he's Mexican. You know, you know, um, his brown I, pride tattooed on his chest. Uh, That's how you know he's a bad motherfucker. I write C A and you in uh, in uh, Google, and it says Cain Velasquez. That's how you know you're a bad motherfucker, okay? Not even Canada or Jesus. California. Or castration. Offers, or castration. Or right. cats. <laughs> or cats. Yeah, yeah cats. Hey, yeah, that's that's what would come up Mine says cats. King I'm a Velasquez. huge... I'm a, you guys, I should just say it now. I'm a cat freak. Six foot one, yeah. Six foot one, 244. Perfect size heavyweight. Not, not too big, not too small. The, and if a guy like Brock Lesnar can't outmuscle you... I'm dude. so depressed. I'm 5'11", 170. <laughs> you full, don't... Full but you, don't, you always say this, but you never do anything about it. You know, I lift weights, dude. Do you do heavyweights? Yeah. Like, did you do... You, you read Tim Ferriss' book. Mm -hmm. Did you see all this shit that he had about gaining weight? 
Yeah, but you I really just, want to get bigger? No, you wouldn't be as funny. I know that's the problem. I don't want to spend that much time trying to like work on my true. body. It's too you embarrassing. Would, you would be just as funny. That's ridiculous. No, but I mean, I, but I, I don't. I don't want to spend somehow. I don't want to spend like a lot of time, a lot of time trying to get bigger. <laughs> just so I'm ten pounds more muscular. You get tired quick. It's just embarrassing. I don't you get tired that. quick. Yeah. The real problem with the uh, big muscles is that you have to feed those bitches. That's right. You don't realize what a big difference it makes. I know. That's why, like, you know, you look at the real elite UFC athletes like PJ Penn and Nick Diaz. They don't look like Adonis. Dude, I was talking know? to him at the premiere of Warrior. And I was looking at PJ Penn. I was like, well, you're about as threatening in a, in a button-down shirt as the UPS guy. Okay? <laughs> you got those ears closed up. I know what that means. But I'm looking at him going, I'm sorry. I'm taller than you. And frankly, my shoulders are broader. <laughs> and that's all I was thinking the whole time. You're and, sizing him up. I'm sizing How many up. people must do that to BJ oh, on a daily basis? And how many dummies he I, must have to talk to? I know. And I'm just, I just keep looking at him like, I, I mean, how are you one of the baddest men on the planet? Yet he is. Oh, he's an animal. And then I met Alistair Overeem, who is <laughs> quite the opposite. <laughs> Alistair quite... Overeem is like someone uh, gave well, someone mean, a super person pill. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, it's... like if you were a character in a comic book and you know you found a, a pill that he's was a in male, Doctor he's Doom's a male, laboratory. He's a male spinach. male impersonator. That's what he is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's, that, that's he's as, gigantic. As, uh, as uh, Adam Carolla would say about women who are. Really hot female female impersonators. He's yeah. a male male. I was like looking at his back. I was grabbing his arm. I was yeah. basically doing everything but making out with a guy. I was like, oh. But here's so the big. thing about Alistair. No, when since he's been that big, no one's had to push him in an MMA fight. You yeah. know, his his fights that he's had while he's been that big are really uh, kickboxing. He's done very well. But I think there's something to uh, that size in kickboxing that's particularly intimidating. With the skill of an Alistair over him, he's very good at covering up. He has so much muscle and i think that muscle is also sort of like a padding it's like armor my yeah. friend walter used to say that when we were doing taekwondo um he would say that muscles don't help you learn how to teach you how to fight but what they do do no doubt about it is offer protection yeah he goes they protect you against injuries and he goes and it's padding yeah you, know, you got to think of your sure. if your body's heavily muscled it's padded. there's a certain point in time where it's a point of diminishing returns but the question remains as to whether Alistair has hit that point of diminishing returns because he's so big. And in kickboxing, he's a fucking beast. And he was a bad motherfucker when he fought Alistair or when he fought um, Brett Rogers. But truth be told, Brett Rogers is not at his level. He's not nearly technical enough standing up to stand with Alistair. And you're not going to, he's not a world class wrestler, so he's not going to take him on the ground. He's basically a brawler who was in there with one of the best precision strikers in the world. So well, that wasn't how exhausting is, how is for Alistair at all. How is Alistair's uh, wrestling? It's, it's not that good, but he's got real good jujitsu. Like, wrestling is not good. He's not, he doesn't have the best takedown defense, but it's good. You know? But the bottom line is he's got a nasty guillotine choke. He choked out V. Vitor Belford with it. Vitor tapped. Yeah, it caught Vitor. In, I mean, that's how good he's. He's a lot bigger than yeah. Vitor, though. Yeah, well, back then he wasn't. Back then uh, they were both fighting around the same mm, weight. Interesting. Yeah, he might have uh, eaten some good foods that's and, you know, got a lot of weight put on his body, my friend. Oh, people put 35, 40 pounds on Yeah, well, he does work hard, man. His, no, his workouts sure. are unbelievable. There's, there's videos of him online, crazy deadlifts and all this strength lift and shit. But the, the true test of that, whether or not you could perform with all that muscle on, really is when you get stuck under the bottom of a guy like Brock Lesnar. That's the true test, you know, because that big motherfucker will take you down and he'll be on top of you and you might be fucked, son. I think Brock's biggest uh, challenge, though, is, is, is knowing how to a box with yes. a guy like Kane Velasquez because yes. that takes forever to learn. Well, because Kane you know? can wrestle. Yeah. See, Kane is a yeah. nightmare because Kane can wrestle. Yeah, he's he a, started he's a, as a wrestler. Yes, an excellent wrestler. So his technique as a wrestler, too, he's very technical. 
Like, even though he's, like, he does, like, a lot of shit. Like, he chains um, takedowns. He does it in a way that very few heavyweights do. It's, like, the way he moves is, like, the way a lighter weight guy right. would wrestle. Right. And so he brings this really technical wrestling to it, too. So when Brock starts heaving and hoeing just a little, Kane's got underhooks. He's back up to his feet. And boom. And Kane's all of a sudden kickboxing with him, lighting him up. His, his, you know, his, he's got the worst case scenario for a guy like Brock. Yeah. He's got nasty stand-up. Knocked out Noguera in a yeah. ridiculous yeah. flurry. You get in a way that face. no one's able to do. You know, he's good, man. His stand-up is good. And he can take a shot. He took two solid punches from Czech Congo that dropped him. Same kind of punches that knocked Barry unconscious. And he took it right on the chin. That's what's dropped so, that's, him and then he completes a takedown. That's what's so sick and amazing about a guy like Frankie Edgar, for example, who is, to yeah. me, right now, the most just impressive human being. Uh, the, the fact that that guy can take shots to the face there's a correlation between both of them neither one cut weight i was gonna say i yeah. was going to ask you about that because when it seems to me if a fight's gonna go three rounds it's one thing to cut weight when the fight's gonna go five rounds cutting weight is is gonna be a liability you know usually if the guy if the other guy has not cut weight you, your your muscles and all those cells are hydrated and you're not gonna you're not gonna get as tired so it's an interesting kind of well you um, know strategy. they, they re uh they rehydrate with IVs, and it helps. It, it, it's definitely better than the way they used to do it. Guys, the way they used to do it, you start eating slowly, and then they would start slowly sipping water, yeah, and then try to get up in the middle of the night and drink water, and right. they would drink water and Pedialyte. But now, now the, the smart way to do it is with an IV. But there's been some studies, apparently, that were done on soldiers. Um, and I need to get a hold of this. My friend Dustin told me about it, and they were talking about how long it takes to rehydrate your cerebral spinal fluid right. and all that stuff. And that is where it's scary because that shit takes weeks. And when you get hit and you're dehydrated, mm -hmm. it's very bad for your brain. Very, very bad dangerous. for your brain. You cannot take a shot nearly as well. Great Maynard, you, you're more likely to die. What does Gray Maynard uh, walk around at? Somebody told me he he's walks a big guy, like 190 or something. I don't. I well, I think he can probably get up to 190 if he's eating whatever the fuck he wants and oh, powerlifting okay. and shit. But he's most certainly too big for 155 I think yeah. I mean look he's a beast man don't get me wrong if, if he catches you with, with a big shot he'll put you away but I think he's so thick that you know for him it might be better if he like lifted less and just got just a little bit more cardio into his system and I know he's got good cardio don't, don't get me wrong but he doesn't have the same cardio that a guy like Edgar does and I think one of the reasons for it is a guy like Edgar has less body mass period yeah. he has less less much smaller oxygen that has to push through the muscles and I think again there's a point of diminishing returns Edgar is uh, obviously not as strong as, as Gray Maynard Gray Maynard is way stronger than him is way scarier a puncher too he can hurt you with like one of the, those early punches that he hit Edgar yeah, with yeah. holy shit dude his uppercut is nasty dude Gray can punch but I think that's a mechanical thing man I think he would be able to punch like a motherfucker no matter what I think yeah. he's just got, become a much better boxer yeah. over the course of the time we've seen him in the UFC I don't think him losing a little bit of mass would would hurt that I really right. don't I think he would he would be you know I think he would benefit from just having a little less mass on his body but this is just me talking shit if he knocked out Frankie Edgar in the first round I'd be saying oh he improved and yeah, you know yeah, he yeah. came back and he's he's you know he's well, one of I the, mean, the, the best the, of the div the, the division now the and thing about the thing about the UFC now is is these guys become better punchers mm. those little gloves 
become such a liability for mm. any kind of error. Yeah. You make any fucking mistake and you go out. Look at Eve Edwards. Yep. I mean, Eve's a great fighter. He was mm-hmm. fighting really well, but one shot to the jaw with those, you're done. The way you know? Eve's went down is like a guy who has been knocked out before, though. Yeah. There's, and I'm not saying that it wouldn't have He's happened. Been fighting a long time. Yeah, I'm not saying that it wouldn't have happened anyway because it was an excellent shot. You know, it could have put him out anyway, but man, it was disturbing how, how we went out. Yeah. Because yeah. I really like Eve Edwards. He's, so he's a smart dude and he's, he's a, great a cool guy. guy and he's a very skilled guy too and you know it's been around for a long time you know he's been I, I watched him fight in the hook and shoot days back when he fought aaron riley Dude, you know, we, we were in we were in pittsburgh together and we were doing warrior and he was uh he was it was me and nate markhor and we were in my apartment and he was there we were all a little drunk and i start yapping off and i and i'm like <laughs> and i'm like you know and i'm like well i don't know why you guys don't just fucking go for a double a take him down i'm just saying stupid shit to you trying to get his goat and i'm like because i know you're a boxer i know but you know i i was talking with those so my you want no part of my feet my friend i'm doing all this shit he's like he's drunk he's like he, he's like really and all of a sudden he grabs me and now he's practicing moves on me as i'm trying to fucking stay alive in on on the rug as he's letting me choke him out he's like choke me on god i'm not gonna fucking choke you on god he goes try just try come on try next thing i know i'm like ah! i'm getting like twisted around it's so funny to roll with guys like that just what they can do to you it's just fucking ridiculous so you just started training again though yeah how long? How many times? Just once. Just once. Yeah. How many years off did you have? Years. Well, you probably. had a weird situation yeah, happen. Six years. Um, Brian scared the shit out of me when yeah. uh, when he told me this this whole story. It's it's very disturbing. Um, you had a, a real real medical problem. You well, were I had a, I had a concussion and um, I my hands for like three months felt like um, I was holding a hot snowball. Oh. It would, and it would come back uh, all the time and and I found out that 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 is one of the. Um, case that's one of the effects of a severe concussion because i had a 40 minute fight with this guy named pasquale this french guy and boom boom mancini was watching and i and i it was at street sports and i didn't want to lose i was like i'm not tapping in front of boom boom but how did you get a concussion i think i didn't even, you know when you're wrestling that hard you don't even realize you get you know you hit your head on the mat you've fallen you're doing all kinds of crazy oh, you're going yeah. crazy and i uh, i hit my head on the mat and i drilled Real yeah. recently, it's like, wow, that was a hard one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Head head yeah. injuries are no joke, but you know, I I just uh, uh, and and I'm back though. I miss it. I miss so when you uh, you didn't know what the injury was, you couldn't pinpoint. I thought like, I had a oh, brain tumor, it. man. No, but I, I know, but I mean, when when it happened, when we were rolling, there's yeah. not one moment that. Nope, I don't remember any of it, and I've been so you didn't out even before. know. Nope. I've been knocked out. I've been kicked in the head. I've been punched. I, I know what being knocked out is. You know, I know. But um, for, for this, it was just I got. I, I guess I think what happened was at one point, I I went. I think I was standing and I came back and hit my head on the mat and we just kept uh, moving. You know, who knows? Who knows? Uh, you don't think about it when you're fighting. Yeah. You know, when you're so really, why were you doing this? Why were you as a grown man? Why were you having this? Because I still haven't let go of the fact that I'm a pussy. <laughs> That I like I'm how you not, put it to a song. That I'm not built like a Samoan. Built like a I wanna Samoan. Be a, I want to. I wish I had some Samoan blood. Like David blood. Tua. That's all I want. Just a little. Like give me a little fucking Samoan fire blood. Hydrant yeah. head. I just want the hair and the dark skin. No hair on my skin. <laughs> That's fucking good look. I can wear turquoise and be a badass. Turquoise. Yeah. 
I can't wear jewelry. I look like a fucking. I look like there's a something about a, a man who wears turquoise or jade. Well, Johnny Depp, those, he gets away with all that shit. He can but wear awesome. It, there's things. something about when guys wear like large silver bracelets with big jade ovals inside yeah. of them. You're like, okay, dude, what do you do? You believe in channeling? I always want to ask him like right away. What's going on with you, man? Do you spend some time with Sedona? You know, exactly. do, you, do you know any healers? Uh, exactly. Well, my ex-wife's a healer. I was in. I went. Or you're to, in I went, Arizona. I went to John Farvados. You know that that where where it costs like a million dollars for a pair of shoes. What but is they, that? It's a really cool clothing company that actually love their clothes. I actually look good in their clothes. You know, it makes them for guys who are built exactly like me. But it's like really nice cashmere sweater shit you wear all the time. That that it's like because guys have two criteria when they dress, right? They don't want to look like a pussy and they want to be comfortable. That's it. That's right. it for me. I don't. I'm not dressing. I'm not wearing. You know, but um. So I get in there and the dude, the dude, um, this guy is like just very fey. He's just like, hi, how are you? I'm like, good. And he's like, um, well, let's start. I go, I'm doing a one hour special for Showtime. Yeah, I'm, I'm bullshitting. I'm like, you know, I am by the way. But I go, I'm doing a special and I go, um, and I want to, I, I need someone to, I need to wear something on stage. I don't know what I'm going to wear. We have some great stuff and he brings me over. And before I know it, I'm wearing like, I got a vest on. I got a, I got a fucking awesome fedora. I got this, he puts this, this unbelievable, this like chain around my, my I looked I, I looked in the mirror and I was like I'm sorry but right now not to be a dick I'm the coolest looking motherfucker on the planet this is this is I look I was so impressed with how good I looked and I went I've never worn jewelry and he goes oh I mean if you don't wear jewelry then all you're wearing is cloth that's our rule here I'm like, well, you that's, have to wear jewelry. Well, it just looked. I was surprised, but then, you let this gay man get into your right, soul, right? But then I looked at him in the mirror and I, I was looking at myself and I went <laughs> like this and I said right in front of him, I go. Then again, I do punch people for looking like this. <laughs> you, know, you know, you see guys who are like, they walk into like, you know, Intelligentsia Coffee where they charge you $6 for a cup of coffee and their hair is just must just the right way. They got a bracelet on this awesome. Don't hate the player, bro. Hate the game because that shit works. It does work. You pull up in a late model Maserati. Oh. You know, you, you have a fine Girls watch like on. that shit. Reading, reading perhaps the Wall Street Journal. I want to keep up on the markets. <laughs> Gonna get my coffee. Why me? Yeah, very successful financially. When Romantically, not, not so much. Yeah, you know, it's just ever since the family died in the fire. I just can't uh, find the right one. If family died in the fire. You don't introduce any tragedy until at least the first couple, right. two, right. three dates. You got a little. My, my biggest problem. First. My biggest problem when I'm not when I'm not running orphanages. I guess my biggest problem is what to what to spend all my money on. You're gonna come off like a hippie pussy. That's they don't. It. You don't want that. Don't no, talk no, about no, orphanages. You're just, you're she can she can find that no, out. Now that you made you, so you're making money. grand plans. You can't keep banging her for long you're 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 you're, you're, you're on a one-night plan you're right you're okay right. if you want to keep a girl in the game you can't just make up orphanages man. i do i, do. You're, I like, you're I like the wall street i like the wall street journal that's good yeah you got to pretend like you're a serious person yeah with I'm, an a man. I'm a man i'm a man she's lost she's got to pay her own fucking rent man it's that's hard it. it's hard that's out it. there that's it you know she's not and she doesn't feel like a woman but yet I she just, is here right she now, is 22. right now i just i just manage my investments i wear one of those book bags that you could keep your dog in the back have you seen those things with the, the a book you could bag you can keep they're like these in? little book bags Listen, that man, you carry around dogs, your animals in the back wouldn't you want it in the front so your dog knows yeah, that you're there little dogs are great chick magnets puppies but what's crazy about these book bags is like if you look at the reviews like on Amazon or whatever, there's so many psychos that are like, I could fit all three cats. I love going to Target with my cats. And Whoa, like, like my cats? Yeah, it's, the reviews are hilarious. Check Who, it out. Who's, was it on our podcast where somebody was talking about walking their cat on a leash? Uh, Who was that? Maybe. There's a guy that walks his cat on a leash by my house. I had a history. Yeah, so I had someone, a history. 
Go on. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it, uh, someone on, I believe, I thought it was on our podcast, was talking about walking a cat on a leash. Uh, I, I, I might have said that. I had a history teacher in college who uh, who told me that his buddy's dog, his buddy's lab had like a litter of puppies. I'm like, what the fuck do we do with these puppies? And it's like eight weeks. They're weaned and stuff. It's like nobody wanted puppies. He's like, fuck. And they're like bored and they're going to the beach. And I was like, I got to the beach. Let me just feed the dogs. And his buddy goes, hold on. I got an idea. He's like, what do you mean? He goes, let's bring the puppies to the beach. And the guy's like, what do you mean bring the fucking puppies? He goes, don't worry about it. Next thing you know, they got a box of puppies, and they have a sign that says rent a puppy. And they're renting puppies. You can go just take the puppy for an hour, leave a credit card, play with the puppy. Of course, everybody wanted the fucking puppy. They're like, how much do I have for the puppy? But my buddy, the the history professor was like, the girls, the girls that ended up, that everybody ended up hooking up with were just unbelievable. You're just surrounded by girls. Bring a bunch of puppies to to the fucking beach. Forget your gym. You're working out for three months, trying to get your chest all right. Bullshit. You don't have to work out. Just show up with a bunch of puppies. Girls will flock to you. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Rent a puppy. Brian Callen's a genius when it comes to picking up chicks you don't really yeah. want to pick up in the first place. <laughs> That's the problem. Everybody is so starving to get laid. Oh, Men are so starving. Oh, the reason why there's so many bitches and pussies in the men department in this world today is because the commodity of pussy is so goddamn powerful. Dude. And it's totally, the, the percentage of the market devoted to pussy is like, it's shit, it's got to be like 40 or 50% of the market when, when is based I, on pussy. When I think Acquiring of the, it, right? Impressing it. When I, when I think of the conversations I've had, the sincere conversations <laughs> I've had with girls just to get laid, where my brow is knotted, yeah. and I'm like, really? That's amazing. Say more stuff. That, do you, and so tell me about this dream you had again. <laughs> and women get angry at us for this insincerity, but this is what you have to understand, okay? We're junkies, and you're the dealer. That's it's it. really that simple. The universe is is set up fucked up because we have the same bodies that we had back when infant mortality rates were through the fucking roof. So you had to want to fuck all the time so that you could have a reasonable amount of people so that the human race could survive. You know, it was really common, like, back in the day for people to have 10 kids, 11 kids, 12 kids. They just... Kids were fucking dying, man. Kids didn't last. People got crazy diseases and it would wipe out entire villages and animals were eating people on a regular basis, you know? So we have the same body and we want to fuck all the time our body has not reacted to the especially if you're athletic if it's one thing if you're unhealthy and if you if you're confined to a cubicle and you know your body becomes sedentary you, you'll lose a, a certain amount of that drive as you get your listen, 30s listen. or 40s but if you're athletic if you're an athletic exactly. person and if you're a person who just we are engineered to like the hunt of it the same way you can't roll a ball of yarn in front of a kitten if a girl walks by it doesn't even matter if you want to fuck her if a girl walks by in high heels and a bikini with a big ass and big m- floppy real tits and her. she's hot and she looks at you yeah. you go uh oh you just have to find a reason yeah. why you had to get out of the room yeah or, but we but, yeah. but meanwhile instinctively with, with, we, we are in, we are becoming increasingly automated and, and, and computerized and so what happens worse is, than that worse than that we, we are bec- we, they're changing because of the fact that pussy's so powerful men are doing a lot of shit that women want them to do right it's not normal. But I would say that's also because testosterone, muscle, aggression, those things are becoming um, uh, tools we no longer need to survive. Think about what it was like just to get by and feed your family. You had to work the fucking land. Sure. Split wood, bale, hay, oh, yeah. catch your own food, all 
that shit that took a lot of weight. And now what happens is you go to the supermarket or you swipe your credit card, okay? So, so it, and I'm watching, I was watching two shows in particular. I watched Whitney and I watched American Horror Story, okay? I like American Horror Story, it's by good. the way. It's scary. But Why'd he, you watch Whitney? He has, he has an affair. <laughs> oh, Chris Daly is my buddy. But he, he has a, he has a, um, uh, How a, bad an is affair it? on a, how bad is uh, it? Whitney? I haven't. I don't. I mean, I don't mind it. It's a sitcom. Shut it's the fuck not, up. It's don't ever not, lie to me like this. It's actually not that. It's terrible. I don't, I, we, yeah, we go way back, bro. We go over a decade. <laughs> this thing's gonna be gone. I like we, the we laugh talk, track. Honestly, the best. you like the laugh track? Yeah, that's my favorite part. She's I mean, a very pretty girl. I wish yeah, her well. I like. I'm, I personally really like Whitney uh, as a person. Something about those I really billboards. Like Chris, so I, 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 you know, I'm biased, but something about those billboards that made me feel like I was in a Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> I was like, I think this is it. I think this is the last piece of evidence that life is a work of fiction. Well, it's, it's like, yeah, what? Yeah. What the fuck is happening? Sitcoms lot, just do not work for me anymore. I cannot do it yeah, at all. Yeah, but some of them are well, doing you, really you well. Say, you say that, but if you, you locked into a good one, if another yeah. Seinfeld well, came along. I mean, along. Modern Family's funny. Yeah, I heard that's you know? very funny. Well, I mean, funny, the right typical away. sitcom. Yeah. Like, you know, like with, two with bro- the Laugh Track two studio audience. Two girls is supposed to be pretty good and it's doing really well. Which one? That's Chelsea's. Chelsea Handler. That's actually Whitney's as well. She created Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whitney's doing really well. Amazing. Whitney yeah. works her ass off, man. That's I'm, crazy that she's got two shows. I'm happy for her, man. I love her. I, I, I've known her forever, and I'm, I knew her back when she was doing open mics, you know. And I, she, she worked her ass off, man. And you know what about you know what I love about Whitney? Whitney's always been fucking really positive and really supportive. That's and, awesome. And she's the girl where I'd be on stage, she'd be out there laughing her ass off. Well, you don't and get telling that everybody how great I was. Successful. You, know? you don't no. get that successful a, with, without a, being positive. No, it's impossible. She's a positive person who worked her ass off, and guess what? I read the the pilot of Whitney and and, and, and I was laughing and I was like she okay. wrote it she stop. wrote it now you know? can stop lying stop lying no but I mean I'm saying oh, for a sitcom it might I, not be you know <laughs> for a sitcom, sitcom. Yeah, I'm just saying yeah, I'm saying yeah. but I'm proud of her I, got, I, think, but, I think sitcoms no but still but, work. but the point I was making is this is that like Chris's character looks at a girl and for the whole episode she's giving him a hard time and he feels guilty and he can't admit that he was just looking for a girl and I was and I was saying the other day I was like look the truth of the matter is. We're fucking genetically programmed to be that way. Until yeah, we have an but- honest conversation about about what that struggle is for a guy. Then we're always going to be. Yeah, but don't even say be for a guy girls. because it's a struggle for a girl too. It's a respect issue, and that's why yeah. I don't think that people looking at other people while you're in a relationship is cool. While you're with someone, it's it's you know what you're doing. You know when 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 a girl like I've seen girls do it to dudes, and it's it's very disturbing. Yeah. It, it, it's happened, especially it happens around a lot around fighters. Like I'm not girls talking about will, that. I'm just talking about when when it does happen. Instead of pretending it didn't, or instead mm-hmm. of saying that I don't feel that way, th- there is there is a dialogue to be had, which is which is. Yeah, you know what? That's that's the way. When you get shit out in the open, yeah, 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 it, it yeah. takes the edge off. It does, but it's a disrespect issue in the first place. You shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't right. be staring at some chick's ass when you're in front of your right. wife. You know what the fuck it is. Right, right, right. Just, you know, it's it's easy to not do. Yeah. You know, it's easy to take it in for a second and go, Jesus Christ. Right. And then don't say, and don't, but don't fucking stare blatantly at some chick because you're just doing it to create conflict. You're doing it yeah, to yeah. make that girl feel bad. And we've all seen guys do that. Sure. We've all seen guys do that, or they might even actually say something. Yeah, you know, well, that's yeah. Not, that makes everybody. I'm so lucky. Comfortable. I get the oh. I get the elbow you know? to me, like, "Hey, Brian, look at that girl's ass." Like it's backwards yeah, for that, me. That's like, girls. Oh, because, that's <laughs> girls who want to yeah. seem cool in the beginning. No, you know, this no, girl does porn. <laughs> she does lesbian oh, porn. Oh, she does. Yeah, so, yes. So I think she, she probably she likes actually chicks. likes eating box. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Don't have kids with her, but that's fantastic. Don't have kids with her. 
Why? You never know, man. You never know is right. Kind of girl give up on her pussy. I'm kidding. They don't though. They just take a break and then when they're forty, they kick you out of the house and move in with their horse trainer. That's all right. Horse trainer. (laughs) (laughs) Start start from scratch. Start from. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen, bro. It's all fine. I'll take a couple years off. You'll have kids with them, and then when they're like twenty, the kids are be like twenty. I know, but I'm beginning to think like everything is fine. Like just, just if you if you do it with your eyes wide open, it might be a risk, but fuck it, take it anyway. If she's like got a pass and she's all fucked up, but you like her. Later. Well, we'll see. You might lose your house, but fuck it. You'll get another house. I don't know if he necessarily should be having children right now, but I see your point. Yeah, I mean, I, there's no guarantees. There's no guarantee. Well, not only that, people do evolve. They do change. Yeah, I you, would, know, you can't judge everyone based on their earliest fuck-up. We'd all be fuck, losers. I'd be a disaster. Can yeah. you imagine me? It's like a, you have to, yeah, there's some sort of a time in between your fuck-ups and who you are today that we have to accept. Dude, and I, I, I don't I know what that number time, is. If I had where, a time machine, I'd go back and just meet me when I was 23 and slap my face with an open hand about why would you do that it's perfect what you've gotten through is absolutely perfect you've gotten through it all with humility you you, everyone's afraid of making those big colossal mistakes because they somehow know they define you i say they don't i say you're not your past i say you're accumulation accumulation of your experiences and what you've observed and learned and grew uh, from your experiences and and because of that you know or how you've grown from your experiences because of that you're better because of all your fuck-ups you should embrace them if you as long as you learn from your fuck-ups you're better because of them i i am unquestionably i would not change a single thing about anything i've ever done ever i mean i I definitely uh feel bad for i've ever hurt anyone's feelings at any point in time in my life that's the number one thing if anything i ever regret it's like maybe i shouldn't have been so mean to that dude or maybe i shouldn't have yelled at this chick or maybe i shouldn't you know maybe i should have like ate it before i or or taking a look at where they're coming from perspective yeah 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 or you know instead of just said shut the fuck up i don't want to hear you you know my my regret regret isn't 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 on what i chose to do my regret is i didn't work hard enough in some things you know? really yeah a little bit well like, you know I what know. i don't know i don't, I don't, though. I don't know be. i don't think that don't should know. be because you've had a very enjoyable life and yeah. you, you have to realize is you know you there's a certain amount of whimsy to your personality and to uh to what makes you a fun guy mm. and part of what makes you a fun guy is that you're never really truly satisfied with your current position in life <laughs> that's true. you know but that's an interesting point but, but i like really, i like that and i've never had anybody yeah. use the word whimsy with you yeah. that's a fucking we great you're word. a man of whimsy you're it's a great word if i had a barrel chest Ah, you like think of yourself on top of a fucking all day long a boat with a broadsword fucking all I think about my my one hour special was coming out in June my one hour special on the cover of the DVD is me they they made my muscles really big I'm holding the mic over man and two girls are clutching each calf (laughs) looking up at me and I'm on a mountaintop you fucking right that's what I want to be and there's a horse (laughs) rearing up in the distance and a hawk in the air I'm like that's that's who I want to be that's hilarious it's true I've always wanted to be uh, you know I've always wanted to be everybody everything I'm not but you know in that sense I kind of like who I am at the same time oh (laughs) dude you're that is who I am. Yeah, but it is who you are. It's not true, though. It's not. It's right, not a right. real need. It's right. a whimsical, right. fantastical. There it is again. It's, it is. It, it is. It's. It's like he's like he's being silly about it all. Yeah. If you really truly wanted it. Right. You would do it. It's I've like, never taken I see the that devotion that yeah. you have as a father. I see the devotion that you have for for your work when you're actually concentrating on something. Right. When you actually want to do something, you're very focused yeah. on doing it. Yeah. So it's kind of a fake. It is. It it's is. almost an admiration <laughs> for for extreme I- I- examples of certain individuals That's right. That's and right. That's and right. how inspiring. Like you meet a guy like Alistair Overing, you don't necessarily want to get that big, but no. goddamn, was inspiring. Cool. You grab his fucking right. giant anaconda arms. My, my dove, like, dove, goes, dove goes. Dove goes. Dove David off goes. You were grabbing the guy's fucking arms. You're 
don't even know the guy. You're grabbing his shoulders. I was, I was, I was grabbing him, putting, and, he, and, and I was like, well, I was asking about Brock. I was asking about Brock. I had to touch his body. I was yeah. like, well, look at this guy. Maybe he's like people like, don't. You know, that's a, it's an interesting fight. I think Alistair's one of the best fighters in the world, but I think Brock is big as fuck and a serious wrestler. He had a lot of respect for Brock. He he's, said, he's you know, he said, man. he said, I'm ready for the fight, but the, I have a lot of respect for Brock. He's a great fighter, and I was like, whoa. He said that without cameras. He was just the fact that you can just go up to a guy like that and grab him shows you where you're coming from because if you were weird in any way you wouldn't be able to get that off no. you, you can get that off because you, you're charming I can't help it you every know? time it's like the same thing with mayhem I'm always like trying to underhook him and he's like <laughs> you're crazy to think that you would ever want to do anything different because whatever you've done has made you you yeah. you know yeah. I you know, I, I'm sorry for anybody that ever hurt their feelings but I'm so happy everything turned out the way it turned I out I guess you're right man I never thought of that but I really like that as I was thinking as, I, as you were talking I went I spent a lot of time wishing I was somebody else that's why I'm an actor that's why I'm a comic and by the way that is who I am isn't it you know? we don't I'm like, a guy who wishes he was who spends a lot of time wishing he was somebody else that's yeah. my identity every know? guy wants an undefeated record okay yeah. but I'm telling you that yeah. shit ain't good for you yeah. you you have to understand what it's like to lose of course you, you have do. to understand failure you have to you have to be able to look back in your past at a moment where you fuck something up and feel uncomfortable about it and that should provide you with a certain amount of humility and, under, I and understanding think, I think a man is is the product of what partially a large but largely a product product of of how of the actions he chose to take as a response to failure you know yes. uh, um, um, yeah for sure I, I don't know how you learn anything other than the hard way I don't yeah. I mean, you don't really you don't really no we're, we're, a, we're a strange animal that's dealing with infinite variables yeah. and the only way to, to truly find a focused way through this path is to have accumulated a massive amount of experiences and forged positive uh, information and game plans from these experiences right. and, and be able to move forward. You, you cannot know it all right away from the get-go. That's right. You, you can know? just you, all you can do is control how you how you respond to failure. Yeah. What you choose to do differently. Yeah. Uh, readjusting your approach. Yeah. And by the way, the the one thing for me is I've learned uh, just to enjoy. Enjoy that and allow the frustration. Uh, when well, how about you be able fail? to make fun of yourself when you uh, fuck up? How many? So how few guys can do Dude, that? That's so huge. There was a guy. That's do you so remember? Big. It's so big, and you're great at it. There, there was a guy recently. Um, I say recently. It was in within the last couple of years. It was back when uh, Legends was at the the old Bomb Squad on Santa Monica Boulevard, where the, the Jiu Jitsu gym used to be. Yeah. Anyway, this guy picked up a hooker. He came back from Iraq. Picked up a hooker. Turns out the hooker was a dude. The guy had sucked his deck, found out the guy was a guy, shot him, oh, no. dumped the body in an alleyway, in an alleyway like a movie, so the cops apparently see this guy dump the body, they high speed chase ensues, they chase him all the way out to the desert, gets out of the car with his gun, suicide by cop, they, yeah. they, they shoot him dead. Sure. Wow. And all I'm thinking of is this motherfucker, if he could just make fun of himself, Man. would have the best story it's ever. It's so true. The idea Happened of to me. the stubble in this guy, oh, did it really? Quiet suddenly. Did it really? Joe Rogan. Uh, you don't know that story? Um, no. Oh, interesting. Well, if I may. If you please. I can't believe I've never told you this story. Ugh, I can't believe you haven't either. You might have. I'm at, I'm at Club USA in uh, New York City. How many years ago is this? Oh, I don't know. 20. Whoa. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm 63 now. Uh, <laughs> fucking, you know, I just had a lot of work done. But, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm at USA. I'm a young man. And uh, I'm dancing and uh, with my buddy, and I meet this. I have a weakness for Latina girls, right? A little petite, curvy. I see this beautiful Latino girl. She's got this black ponytail. She's got she's got that that caramel skin. This 
cute little ass. My dick is and, getting hard. And I know. And this tight. I'll stop touching. And it. she's dancing. <laughs> she's dancing. She's dancing. She's. I'll start touching it. He said, "Stop." I'll stop <laughs> touching it. Sorry. So she's dancing. Okay. And she's dancing, and she locks eyes with me with the eyes of a fighter. I mean, mm. just looking at me, and I'm like, Whoa. "All right, well, there's that's my wife. That's my wife right there." I start dancing with her, and we're grinding, we're dancing. We're moving. She smells like fucking apricots. I don't remember what she smells like, but for the story, she smells like fucking apricots. And I'm just, I'm this. We start making out, and I mean, bub slapping on the dance floor. And you know, sometimes when you're that attracted, everything else melts away. You mm-hmm. just see that one person. Yeah. I'm a little drunk, and I'm kissing her, and yeah. it's romantic. I mean, deep. Oh God! So there are these booths. Um, there were these um, peep booths at Club USA where you could go in and there was a glass thing where other people could watch you. So I take this girl into the peep booths and I didn't give a fuck. Oh, there's a glass you, thing. So other people can watch yeah, they you. They want to come into the booth. They can watch, but nobody what cares. What the but fuck? I didn't care. Kind of freaky club I was 20. Is this? I was 23. I didn't give a right, fuck. Right. I was like, I'll take my. I'm, I'm fucking fucking right. right here. I didn't. Okay. Condom. Shut up. Right. So. I'm literally like, I'm going to fuck this girl right here in this club. And, right. you know, so you cuff me, go fuck yourself. I was just in love. I'm going to get her. This is my girlfriend. This is, right. my, this is my girlfriend forever. So I'm kissing and I'm making out and I'm feeling her body. She's got these little tits. I'm like, these are small, but it doesn't matter. Her waist, and she's so hard. And the ass was on another level. <laughs> uh, yeah, she had a beautiful ass. <laughs> and I reach down. And I go for well, I grab a I grab a branch, I grab a fucking branch, a branch that had been tucked under, and she he goes up oh, and pulls my hand away, and I immediately realize that was a cock. I've been I've been deep kissing, deep kissing for two hours, so I'm definitely a little gay. I mean, deep kissing, and I just grabbed a cock. Uh, you ever felt How did co- you not know? You ever felt a cock in tights? How did I not know, dude? Uh, because you can't know. She, she you can't was, know. There's she some... was taking hormones, obviously. Secondly, she was already like had that skin, Latino or Filipino, whatever she was, where she just didn't have hair on her body. She was petite. He, I keep saying she. You keep she saying was she. Such a girl. Because he doesn't and, want to believe. And you yeah. know, but here's this. Here's ready. Here's the. Here's why I'm a good guy. Here's why I'm a really fucking nice guy. You let him suck your dick. Nope. I, I, I looked in her eyes. She was so his. hurt. His eyes. He was so like, he was just like, please, you know, let this be. And I'm such a fucking, sh- I'm so, I felt so bad that I go, I, I go back in to kiss her. I kiss him for another like two seconds, three seconds. And I go. On the lips? Of course. What? I didn't want to be back? rude, you fuckers. Now listen, oh, I'm not done. Oh, I'm no, not right done. Yet. That's I'm totally gay. Ready, over, ready, over, ready. Over. I go, okay. I go like this. I go, oh, I go, oh, fuck. I have an ulcer. I have an ulcer. My stomach is killing me. She goes, you do? I go, yeah. She goes, do you have to go to the bathroom? I go, no, no. I just have to. I have a very bad ulcer. Sometimes it just keeps. So I want to protect her feelings. I felt his. so bad. Him. His. She had his. And, and, so that's uh, how you got out of the that's situation. That's how I got out. And, wow. I, and I left. And an I never. Ulcer. I did not come back to that club. I, I can't b- believe you went back in I to know. kiss. You gotta, you gotta be. I didn't want to be rude. No. Yeah. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That would have been the opposite. Some person, some person pretended to be a girl and tricked you into kissing him. Yeah. And never even told you something that for a lot of guys would make them violent. I know. I would have gay back for a lot of guys. I know. I know. I know. Would you really? <laughs> I would have been mad if if, if this yeah. person tricked yeah. me. A lot of guys, it's an experience that they didn't want to have. I don't really give a it's fuck. An exper- <laughs> okay, for you, but for a lot of guys, it's yeah. an experience that they don't want to have, right. and someone tricked them into doing it, and they, right. they could get violent. Yeah. 
And I don't, I don't justify it, but I'm saying a lot of guys, that would be their reaction. Yeah. The fact that you felt bad is very strange. And you went back and, and kissed him. And, and then wrote her a poem. Did you him kiss him with tongue after that? Uh, I don't believe a kiss with tongue, but if I tell the story again, I'll definitely use that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny how like a memory from that far back is almost bullshit anyway? Because it's so like fragmented and odd. It's like I, I can recite the facts of a lot of details of my life, but do I truly recall them? And if I didn't have a language, they wouldn't even exist in my memory banks. So uh, I'm, fun, tempted, you know? I'm tempted to tell you another story. Uh, do it, yes, yes. Please do. Yes. All right. That well, was hilarious. Did I tell you the Jimmy Burke story? Which one? A min- I know a million jimmy burke stories the one where where we were both w- together with two girls yes. on the bed yes yes okay yes <laughs> all right that's good okay so i had my best friend's thumb in my ass all right uh but that's a whole different story joe what you put your thumb no in his not ad- mine or- no another best friend <laughs> oh but should i burke. tell did i tell don't him don't say my thumb listen <laughs> no, no. Let's be clear about this, because we refer to each other as best friends. Did I tell My thumb was never anywhere near your ass. I gave the, I gave the punchline away, but, it, oh, but there's no. a very, very good excuse for it. Uh, no did wonder I tell why Joe's always sucking Not thumb. on the podcast. Oh, well, should I tell him the podcast? Well, it's Is a little it? late, because you already gave away the punchline. Yeah, if you can tell the story somehow or another, make it entertaining, even though the punchline is already... I used to have... I used to date... A, I had two girlfriends for a long time that I had sex with 10 years after the fact. They were just my two girls. Loved them. Love them. I, I had sex with those girls, I, you know, that we dated in college, and then I dated them one at, right after college, and and for the next ten years, maybe longer, they were always a booty call. And those I kind them. of relationships are so strange, oh, aren't they? They're so weird. Even through their boyfriends, through girlfriends, we would always. That's get, the crazy part. Oh, is yeah. How many how many girls like that have a guy like oh. that? Fantastic. Somewhere in their life where they just have some arrangements and they just meet up places. It. I can sniff yeah, it. Yeah, right? You I can. sniff it. I know Dirty. it. Dirty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How can you tell? What, what do you tell uh, most be- of all? Because they're, they're, they talk about him a lot because he's still in their life. Because he's still really important to them. Because oh, they had yeah. a long time. I can always tell. When, oh, you're saying you can sniff it if a girl's doing it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell. You can yeah. tell. I mean, I know. And it's Does fine. it give you like a nice green light though? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You should be friends. You the should be one, friends. The one you girl, just automatically just can assume that she's doing that just whore I, rampage. I, I, I was, yeah, I was <laughs> that. Give permission I, to find a I was, guy with tranny. No, I was, I was that. With, I, was, I, I was that with this one girl, right? <laughs> Sorry about the tranny, but I was that with this one girl, and she. Um, it's she, getting. Uh, hold on one second. Yeah. It's getting hot in here. I'm it's, gonna yeah, turn the AC on. Continue the story. I'm yeah. sorry for. Right. I'll go slower, Joe. So I know the story. So yeah. So so, so she um she basically was uh she uh, she she was the girl. Both of them were you know my girls for a long time. They are down at a restaurant in New York City called Il Buco, which is a great restaurant, by the way. And I get a call from one of them, which is essentially like, hey, Brian, it's, it's such and such and such and such, and we're hanging out, and we really wish you were here, and we were talking about you, and we were talking, telling dirty stories, whatever they were saying. And I, I couldn't call back fast. And I was like, where are you? Like, we're at Il Buco. I'm like, I'll be there. I'll be there now. I mean, I was literally like 20 minutes away. And I got down there in five minutes. I was, I was at his hand of the cab. I was like, drive faster. Drive faster. I get there. Long story short, because I'm a team player, I call my best friend Jimmy Burke. I, I come in Jimmy, at the good time. That's it. I call Jimmy Burke. I say, get down here. That, by the way, is always the code for fucking there's something about to go down. And it always involves pussy. Get down here he goes be right there gang he's there in two seconds we're drinking wine i'm fucking getting them all plied up talking about it i can see the two of them the two girls are 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 all over each other 
And I'm like, oh, you want to use me as a bridge to have an experience with each other. How interesting. My two old girlfriends, who subsequently asked me to have children with them, by the way, uh, just to use my sperm, which was very flattering, but I had to say no. But anyway, so, okay, so I'm like that. <laughs> Jimmy Burke goes, hey, guys, let's go back to my, I call him the maestro. He, he, he goes, let's go back to my place. Let's go back to my place. I'll build a fire, got some weed. I'll make some fucking chocolate chip cookies. How's that sound? Weed, fireplace, chocolate chip cookies. Uh, they're like, uh, yeah, okay, sounds good. We get to the place. Uh, he goes to the kitchen to get, like, to start whipping up chocolate chip cookies. He's bringing out some weed. He goes to the kitchen, he bring, brings out weed, brings out a joint. By that time, I'm already naked on the bed with the, with the girls. I'm already naked. And he's like, what the fuck is this? This is fucking, <laughs> fuck the weed. This is fucking great. And I'm like, okay, I got my gun and one girl's man. I'm like, my balls. I'm like, I'm like, look at you. I'm like, look at him. I go, I go to Jimmy, I go, I'd rather be nowhere else in the world right now, bro. This is the place to be. This is the greatest experience of my life literally like i'm living a porn right now and i love them they're both my girls so jimmy's like oh, let me take my clothes off he takes it he looks like a red bumpy pickle by the way he he's fucking hairless got a piece on him and i'm like that's just not attractive to me but whatever so he's trying to get this girl's pants down he's getting he's trying to he's got a tongue literally that goes literally he could catch fucking flies with tongue. he's like one of those frogs i'm like people don't know what an entertaining dude this oh, guy is he's, no he's one of these guys like there's certain people that it, you, you, they go from cradle to the grave and they never become famous and it's a national disaster it's a, disaster. It's a tragedy we call it's a him national the national we call him the national treasure he's the greatest he's hilarious yeah he's incredible he's a Joey Diaz type character yeah that's right he's one of those that's dudes right. that's just fucking hilarious yeah. like you're so happy you know him because you're always laughing when you're around him well, because, he, because he rides around because it, it's at Christmas time he goes come outside I go what he's driving down fucking 50 57th Street with a cowboy hat on, a down vest in the middle of winter with no fucking pants on, and I hear him go, deck the holes with poles of holly ho, and this woman goes, ah, and screams because he's driving, standing up on the pedals, and his cock is going, on 57th Street in the middle of, he's, I was like, you're the craziest motherfucker, he was three blocks away from his house. There was a restaurant that we stopped, I stopped going to, and I stopped going to this restaurant because the last time I went was with you and Jimmy. And the the fucking waiter kept interrupting Jimmy's stories oh, with some new bullshit plate that they're bringing I over remember. with some fucking description of where the olives came from <laughs> and the, how the cheese is cured. And Jimmy's telling some crazy fucking post nine eleven horror story, yeah. you know, about yeah. like hearing the bodies hit the ground. Yeah. And this motherfucker comes over with a plate of cheese. This cheese yeah. is brought to you from South America, and it's it's a type of cheese that's with that yak milk. Get the fuck yeah. out of here, man. Put it's, the stuff down and it, let's be done with this. There's nobody who tells better stories than that guy. Oh, he's nobody the, in the yeah, world. he's so entertaining. And it, in the it, world. it just bums me out well, that, that a guy like that sort of... Just, well, you know what, though? He always says, he goes, the life is my tapestry. Yeah. He just has such a blast. He does. And he always makes it a good time, no matter where that fucking guy is. He's 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 taking this girl's pants down. He's trying to get his, his frog tongue in there. She's she's trying to go down on the other girl. So she's more into the other girl. As I'm making out the other girl, I'm like, oh, is that my cock? There it is. You know, I'm just a fucking, I'm sorry to be this graphic, but the point is it was just a fucking yeah. It's fuck craziness. Fest. Okay. So so he he's trying to get his tongue. And she stops. She goes, wait, hold on. I don't like this. You guys need to. You guys need to get do something together. I I, I don't. I don't like this. And I look at Jimmy. We go. 
oh, we don't do that. I don't do that. See, I don't fuck around with guys because it's not She's that I'm homophobic. You I'm just that? not attracted to the guys. And I definitely have a hard on right now. And so does my buddy. And there's no fucking It's That's bad enough. We're about two feet away from each other. I'm not doing anything with my buddy. And this is the girl that Jimmy was trying to eat out, right? Yes. Of course. So she's yes. not liking Jimmy eating her out. Right. She's trying to like, she didn't know him. And she wanted really. She yeah. was more into the girl. She was into, you know. So, so, um, so she says, so she says to Jimmy, <laughs> She goes, and Jimmy could give a fuck. He 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 doesn't give a shit. He's down to go, and if he has to fuck me in the ass to get to this, oh. game, he's gonna he he's like this. I can see the look in his eyes, and he's fucking like, let's go, let's go. What the fuck do you need me to do? Ugh. She goes, I want you guys to make out. And I, oh we had done a, we had done a play. God. We wrote a sketch where we where we make out as a joke. And I go, no, 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 I don't make out with guys. It's disgusting. Can't do it. I can't do it. I had to do it. There, I, there was a part. Wait, there was did a, you wrote? You said you wrote a play that you guys could both sketch, make out with. Sketch. I wrote this play there just so we could make out. No, Listen, a, I can't. Was, I can't make out with dudes, but I did write this play where I make out with dudes, and I penned every letter. And it's unfortunate that it had to be that way. That I had to make out with a guy, but I mean that's just that's what I wrote. Did I hear that? It's what I wrote. It's called kissing a boy. But the point is this: um, it's called why is my dick hard? Why am I crying? Why? <laughs> Okay. Let's call why am I crying and why is, anyway, so so uh, so before I can even do anything, Jimmy goes, I'll fucking kiss him. He goes, get over here, you fucking pussy. I go to Jim. Oh he goes like he pulls me away, he goes, You happy? She goes, Yeah. Goes down on him like that. So now I'm I'm back to my girl. I'm back to my girl. And we're we're, okay. we're, we're locked in and we're making out. And all of a sudden I feel the we're other girls. In. I feel the other girl's ass hand around my ass. She goes, You feel good, Brian? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, it feels fucking good. You know, and all of a sudden I feel like I'm not a I'm not an ass play guy to be honest with you, but I feel like like a finger going in my, my, my mug whistle, if you will. If I can channel Jimmy Schubert, I feel it going in my mug whistle. You know, lucky I don't got a sewer pickle up there. You know what I mean? So yeah, so I'm a like, I'm pickle. like, I'm like, um, uh, okay. That, oh, oh, what the fuck? She goes, that feel good. I go, oh, I, don't, I guess so. You're a girl. I can go. Well, you know, it went in Rome. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> and I'm just so into this girl. And then, and then I, then I feel what feels like a greyhound bus in my ass. You understand? <laughs> A greyhound bus in my ass, to which I go oh like that exactly. What I, I went oh like that, and I turn around like this. I'm stuck. I, all I can do is go, I arch my back. I turn. I go oh like that, and my buddy's got his thumb in my ass, and he goes like this. He goes, "You fucking pussy." Oh and no! Pulls it out. You know what happened? Bad man stuck. Now let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain why and how. She said to him. I'm not going to do anything more. I will fuck you, but you have to stick your finger in his ass. You don't have the balls. And Jimmy goes, what? I don't have a fuck, fucking... Shut the fuck, gang. Like that. Like, she didn't Jesus give a shit. Christ. I was like, hey, guy, I mean, a little something here. I understand wanting to get laid, but to stick your finger in my fucking ass. I, we, I, go, I go, here's the problem. I got to tell all my friends now. Otherwise, we're gay. I told Tell all them, your friends. You I can had, tell everyone in the world. You, you just told them. a half a million people on the podcast. Hey, you know what? Uh, there it is. I told, I told my friends in New York. We told the story. They went like this. My buddy, like Jerry McFadden, they, 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 they had their hands in their pocket. They listened. They just went. Fuck this. Turn around and walk the way. They wouldn't even talk to me. They walked away shaking their head in a bad mood. Oh. 
I was like, hey. we, could I fly Jimmy out here and yes. have him on the podcast? Yes. Okay. The next time you do the podcast, All let's right. let's schedule it in like three or four weeks from now, I somewhere before Thanksgiving. I love it. You come out to do the podcast. We'll fly Jimmy Fucking out from great, New York if he can do idea. it. Great idea. I'll put him up in a hotel. The whole deal. You stay out here for a few stay days. Stay with me. I'll stay with me. Okay. Beautiful. Perfect. Oh, that's great. I remember the oh, first time so I met awesome. Callen. Uh, I was sucking his dick. And uh, wait a minute. <laughs> but you were wearing a blonde. Brian, wig. don't you think this show's been gay enough? <laughs> you were wearing. Really? What made you want to? What made you want to take it deeper? It was these brain alpha brains. I know. Yeah, yeah, shit works, son. Hey, um, have you heard about Trey Parker and Matt Stone being investigated by Scientology for the last five years? Have you heard of this? For what? No, I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, well, you know they made fun of Scientology and the whole thing. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. They're very, very litigious. Has a um, a really big article about it, you know. In in some way, and this is you know, this is going to sound weird because I'm a huge South Park fan, and I I'm on their side 100. percent But there's a thing about having a gang like the Scientologists behind you that must be pretty fucking badass. I mean, you think about it. Look, I don't I don't buy into any ideology. I don't believe anything that you can't show me. I will entertain almost any offer except. Religions made by science fiction authors. There's a certain, at a certain point in time, I, I step away and I go, wait, 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 what? But as a as a group and as a clan, let's call them a clan of people. Yeah, I respect that they fucking stick together like that. People love being in solidarity with other groups of yeah. people, whether it's Occupy Wall Street or whether it's you know. I respect I respect people Republican who have solidarity. Or, what I what I don't respect is when people use um when, when people use uh, lawsuits. Abuse, uh, use litigious behavior to try to intimidate and 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 scare people from taking a look at them, and that, that's what I, I agree. I'm not, I don't know. If that's what, I don't know if that's what they're doing in Scientology. Well, you know, look, think- Matt Stone and Trey Parker are—they're too big. You, you know what? I know Scientology can shut down some some shitty writers or some some unknown people or some people that you know haven't been established by the media. But those guys have a voice. You man. know, the, you can't silence I, yeah, them. Yeah, you you yeah. just you're, you're not going to make it way worse. Yeah. You, you start picking on those guys, yeah. Yeah. you're going to make it way worse. I, Nobody. What are they doing? Fuck though? you up like they like, do. Like. What are they doing to Trey Parker? Like, what's this? Like, are they just pointing magnets towards their house? Or like, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, I, I actually know a lot of Scientologists because I, I took class at the Beverly Hills Playhouse, and uh, for a while there, there were a lot of them, and, and some of the teachers. And uh, one of the teachers there said something really cool. He goes, "Somebody asked me if I was a Scientologist, and he had been for 23 years, and he had a good answer. He said, have I taken classes there and gotten immense benefit from some of them? Yes. Have I taken classes there and gotten nothing out of them?'" Yes. He goes, if that makes me a Scientologist, whatever. Has Ron, L. Ron Hubbard's uh, Dianetics and different philosophies helped me a great deal in my life? In some ways, yeah. And, and it was kind of a good answer. He goes, it's a philosophy that helps me a lot. Well, and what he did in it, creating his own religion is he used a lot of excellent principles from a bunch of different exactly. ideologies. Take responsibility for yeah. yourself. Yeah, there's a lot of all it is good. Stuff. All the positive yeah. thinking. And, you know, and there's yeah. something to be said for his way of uh, thinking about reprogramming your psyche and reprogramming your reward sure. system. Sure. You know, attitude and and belief and you know and and just just moving forward in a positive direction very strong very important aspects I, to I, life i think so 100 percent. i think that you know one of the things is just go looking at yourself and saying okay whatever happens you can always make an excuse whatever happens i'm responsible for every condition i'm mm-hmm. in it's a better way to go through your life well even if you're not so what it doesn't matter just move nobody, on nobody cares there. yeah move on nobody from gives there. a shit what what the excuse is you can have the best excuse in the world the problem is the world goes i know that's terrible mm-hmm. Next. 
next well some people you know? just need an ideology and that ideology works yeah. you know and I, I like i had a next door neighbor who was a scientologist he was a nice fucking guy they were a really nice family listen man they were, I, know, I always enjoyed talking them. to them i know a lot of them i've met a lot of them and and uh, i've never had a problem with them so. but i absolutely agree with you when it comes to them uh, lawsuits and people critiquing them or criticizing them and them going after people you know i think you gotta let that a, shit and go I man i also think that's probably you know, you but they're bullies. It's they're, a, they're, it's they're a powerful. Few, it's a few people in power who 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 are doing these kinds of things. It doesn't necessarily mean that everybody. You know, it's not it's not indictment by the you know by a few, right? Right. So, well, you know, I don't know. I don't know the real I don't numbers. Either. I don't, I don't know, know the real numbers, but I I, it is a fascinating thing to me that that it is possible to do something like that. But it also is very Cohen Brothers esque. You know, it's also very much like another piece of evidence that points me to the idea that the entire world that we live in is a work of fiction and it's yeah. not real it's a part of my imagination because otherwise why would this really exist why would actors be so vapid i mean have you ever met actors when you, you you're on the scene you're working with them and you go and go this isn't even real there's no you guys you, you went too far this is you not know, believable i tell you what daniel day lewis there's a great interview where he said uh, daniel day lewis said the funniest thing because I, I think he's an incredible actor right so i started like kind of like researching him and stuff i just well yeah, he's amazing we've yeah. talked about him on the podcast a thousand and, and times and he goes he goes he said you know you guys want to know about my process he said you know, if I stuck flowers up my jacket and did cartwheels, it wouldn't really matter. The bottom line is this. I sit around all day wearing somebody else's clothing, having somebody else's thoughts, saying somebody else's words, and trying to believe all of it, basically because I am, at heart, a boring, middle-class Englishman. I think he said because I'm ashamed of being basically a boring, middle-class Englishman. It was a great answer because yeah. he, he, he looked at the absurdity. Christian Bale, they were like, why do you lose weight so much? And stuff? he goes, because... I'm a man, and I put makeup on, and I make believe for a living, and I gotta make it. it I gotta make it feel like real work, you know. I gotta. It's, it's so you know. That guy came close to dying when he did the machinist. That's ridiculous. He's, he's I've a, never seen a transformation like that. He's unbelievable. You know, a lot of people like were. I remember back in the day when people were first starting to do that. Robert De Niro was one of the first guys to put on weight for Bull. a movie for Raging Bull, yeah. and I was like, wow, he really got fat for that movie. Like that's crazy. And I read his, about his diet. He was just eating like a regular Italian, just yeah. fucking meatballs and yeah. pasta all day. All and, day. And, um, you know, and everybody was like, wow, that's amazing. But what Christian Bale did was a thousand times harder. He literally almost starved himself to he, he's death. He's incredible. That guy is fucking incredible. Yeah, it's like, you remember that, that blowout when uh, he was on, they, were, they yeah. kept playing it on radio yeah, stations yeah. where he was yelling at some yeah, guy on the set? Yeah, yeah. It's because the guy on the set's a fucking idiot. He's right. That's right. If, if, you, if you're, you're operating on that level of That's frequency right. where you need to really believe that you're in this scene and some asshole keeps walking around tweaking things in, yeah. in, in, your, in your line of sight that's not supposed to be there, that's it's right. maddening. That's right. And everybody knows that one pestery motherfucker that you can work with. Can ruin the whole fucking anywhere shit. And you know what? It's his face for the rest of his life yeah. on camera. But it's hilarious that they released that. They, they released that. And look, yeah, he was going crazy. But one of the things, what he was saying is you, you're not fucking professional. Professional, yeah, he know? said. He yeah. goes, "You're a nice guy. Yeah, you're a nice guy, but you're not fucking professional, man." Yeah. He's right. You know, you 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 reach a certain level of intensity, emotional intensity, when you do a role like that. And again, I'm just totally talking out of my ass. I was just in it's true, Zookeeper. Though. It's true. Okay, I <laughs> I was in a child's I hear you're movie. Very that was good. my big my I hear big you're part. Very good. But there's a certain intensity that you you reach when you're you're putting yourself into a part like that. And you see some guy walking around in the background, tweaking the fucking lights right in front of your eyes. Like, come on, dude, really? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing, Bob? Put the lights down. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. If you're trying to be great, which yeah. is what he's trying to do, exactly. and somebody is fucking buzzing around. 
you can understand it. But we allow them to do like a Batman movie. You're allowed to do those piece of yeah, shit movies yeah, yeah, in there yeah. too. Make that money, son. And then come back and do something he, else he's crazy. Amazing. He's fucking amazing. Well, there's only a few of those guys. You know, there's a few of those Russell Crowe's out there that really become a different guy. You know, like Russell Crowe on The Insider. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies great, of his. Great movie, man. Scary fucking movie, man. Yeah. When you find out how, how much of it is based on reality, how terrifying it is, how much power the tobacco companies yeah. have. And that's sort of like what's going on. My, my thoughts about this whole Occupy Wall Street thing. When you look at banks and hedge fund companies and all these all this corruption in the financial situation that we have right now, you look at it and you're like, man, these people have been getting away with so much for so long. It's like telling them that everything has to be fair now. They're like, fuck you. Right. Like, I didn't get into this to be fair. Right. I got into this because I met my friend Tim at school, and he was two years ahead of me, and he brought me out in a limo with Coke and hookers, and they said, listen, bro, we're trading stocks. We're shorting things. We're making millions. We got this fucking town wired. And you're like, um, I want in. And then you all get together in the 80s, Gordon Gecko style, and start fucking raping the financial system. That's why they're there in the first place. They're there to make ass fuck tons of money through every possible loophole. That's Did right. you read about one of the CEO's wives um, who got some of the government bailout money to start a new business, like $250 million yeah. in loans yeah. from some fucking guy who's got like billions of dollars. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. His wife, he had his wife do it through some yeah. snazzy loophole that they engineered you, into the system. You start to feel invincible. And you it's amazing. They, well, well, look, when the, the, the president of the United States, when you know how much they own shit, when the president of the United States says, ladies and gentlemen, poor suffering people of our country, I am going to take billions of dollars of your tax money and I'm going to give it to these cunts that ruined these banks and I'm real sorry about this but they get bonuses and their bonuses are going to be roughly half of what you're going to make in your entire life yep. it's going to be a half a million dollars is what we're going to put a cap on it right. that's the cap he was trying to put on it he was like we're going to put a half a million dollar cap you're like that's there's no money your bank is done you can't give a bonus if there's no money right. you don't have a bank anymore you the reason why you have a bank is because you took our fucking taxes and you threw it back into your system and now everything's spinning and you want to shit out bonus is. Right. What kind of contract do you have where you have a bonus when the bank breaks? Right. It literally breaks. I will say that. But, but how old, I mean, what, what message are they telling us when the president tells all the poor people of this country where the, the, the middle class is falling apart, poverty is an all-time level high. I'll say exactly 47% of all of Detroit's illiterate. I mean, literally, the infrastructure, everything's falling apart. And he's like, I'm going to limit it to a half a million dollars. Like, what? First of all, first of all, he can't what? he can't so limit, he can't limit anything. And the other thing is that, that, that the other thing is that um, I think at the end of the day, the the, the um I went to Occupy Los Angeles last night. What do, you, what do you mean he can't limit anything? Well, 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 well the, the when you when you what what banks will say is when you give that money when you give that tarp money to a bank and they're going to use it for various things they're they're using it to operate their business to keep their business afloat and the pro the biggest problem was that these banks came to someone like obama well actually not to obama and bush at the time he's the fucking kind of said, president he the, goes to them and says listen no bonuses you fucks he's not allowed you to. still but he's, he's not he allowed he to get away. change he, the rule he wouldn't get away with it in other words what get I'm away with it with who he's the fucking president no, 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 what I'm who's saying is that running shit that tells you the banks he the wouldn't banks, yeah the banks the biggest problem, the banks were, the, were, were too big to fail, and that's the biggest problem. When you have oh, a bank... Oh, that's a philosophy. You, well, though. no, but when you that's have a... That's a philosophical you, It may issue. be, but when you have a bank... When you have, when you have a, a situation where most economists are saying to the president, look, 
the central nervous system of this economy is going to collapse if you don't. I'm not saying this is good. I understand the but, arguments but, 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 for the, the bill. The biggest problem is that these fucking these banks weren't dealing with their own money. They were de- they were taking risks with your money. That is a not huge with problem. And it so, is a huge problem. Course, but that's not my point. My point is that you have these giant. Fucking, we bailed them out. And they were still giving them bonuses. Exactly. They were, they were, they were still doling out bonuses. It and the shows way they you how it, blatant it is. The way they justified it was this: they said, if we don't give bonuses, then those guys will go to other corporations right. and we'll that's go right. under. Yeah, right. suck my car. I will say that the banks have paid back all that money, though, which is pretty impressive. That is pretty crazy. Yeah, they but paid it just it shows back. you how quickly they've been stealing left and good right. Good deal for the government. Good. good deal. Good government made a lot of interest on that. Did they really? Yes. Right. So every bank is paid back. Every everything? bank is paid. The money's been paid back, and they made a lot of interest. So, so why is the economy fixed? The economy is not fixed. I think primarily because it was fake. No, I think that I think that um, the U.S. is having to compete with China and India and a lot of other countries, and we are truly becoming a global economy. And I don't think, in a lot of ways, the U.S. has gotten ready for that. But we're not making anything other than Corvettes. What else do we make that's, that's badass? That's we problem. make Corvettes and we Cadillacs. Still, we still, our economy actually still is run on ideas. Although and, I have a Mustang, <clears throat> I have to say it's pretty fucking badass. Well, well the U.S. The U.S. Um, exports ideas. The U.S. is an ideal co- economy, and that's a good thing to be. Yeah. We, remember, most most innovation by well, a even, long shot comes out of the United States. Even the Mustang is an idea. I have a, a GT500. Yeah. It's uh, on paper. It's a stupid car. It's got a manual transmission with a cue ball for a shifter. It's got a 540 horsepower engine. Oh my. The tires God. slide all over the place whenever you hit the gas. Tire, tires slide in second gear all the time. Jesus. It's a ridiculous car. But it's fun as fuck. And it's yeah. a truly American car. Yeah. Like you hear it, the engine, mm-hmm. the ridiculousness of the it. excessive nature. All of it, of it yeah. and the fun of it. It's yeah. got a lot of low-end torque. You know, you hit that low-end torque on a big fucking V8 yeah. with a supercharger. You hear the whine. The U.S. exports a lot of, of their, Ideas their and, fun. I- and fun. Their culture is fun. Rock and roll. Yeah, but that's not the only reason why our culture is fucked up, or rather our our financial system is fucked up. It's fucked up because of corruption and greed. And what you said earlier, which I always say as well, it should be real clear. One piece of gold equals one donkey. That's my standard wow. way of yeah, When you start getting into derivatives and shorting and gambling, I mean, what, what is, that is Vegas. You're, you're, you're going Vegas on well, here. You're but, gambling. But, but then there's also, but there is room. There is room to leverage. There is room for borrowing. There why? is room for credit. Okay, r- borrowing because, and credit, yes. Yeah. But why is there room for things like derivatives and shorting? And why, a lot of why those, do they allow? Well, a lot of those derivatives and stuff, what, back when it was working, a lot of those derivatives and things when allowed it was working, people. But well, allowed people it allowed people to minimize risk to, so that banks would lend money because they could minimize risk with derivatives and and as long as that was self-contained, that, that you know derivatives put a wasn't. lot of put a lot of uh, wealth back in the system. I think what happened ultimately was a, a lot of economists and historians are, t- are starting to talk about. This was also a function of the rise of the East. It was also a function of the fact that other countries were buying and investing in the U.S. housing market. Think about it. If you have big, big central banks who are saying, we want to buy your housing debt, what happens? That means I can bundle mortgages and sell them at a profit. Guess what? It makes it a lot cheaper. Now Now, when people get a mortgage, it's worth something. Of course, I'm going to lend you a mortgage for no money. I can make money on the mortgage. I can sell right. it to Germany. Uh-huh. And a lot of it was that. A lot of it was people in this country, a lot of whom you and I know, who said, I'm going to start treating my house like it's a commodity. Yeah. Not, not like it's a place to live, but rather a, play, a way to make money. And that was pretty fucking rampant. So it, a lot of this was human overreaction 
to a new set of rules, to a new world. And just fucking human nature. Just and greed. human nature. When they find holes in the system. Human and Brian, nature. you were saying that you went to Occupy Wall Street? What was that like? Yeah, it was, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. What was crazy is that I, I, I have these combat boots, like these those uh, safari combat boots I bought at a, a, a surplus store. So I did just, they think you were a government? I, yeah, I decided to wear them because of that reason. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, just for fun. So Spice you wore government-issue boots so yeah. they would think that you're a bad guy. Yeah, just to see what would happen, and uh, so I parked. Amazingly, I, I got a parking spot right across the street from it. Yeah, none know? of them have cars. Yeah, no, no. It was like this <laughs> cop car pulled out right when I got there, and so like all these people were kind of you know like bored, sitting on the lawn, staring at me. So I come up, and there's like people getting their tits painted, and I'm like, "This is awesome. That's good. Yeah, that's good." And, and then immediately I pull out my phone, and this guy comes up right up to me and goes, "Hey man, can I have a cigarette?" Like right in my face, like like uh, he looked like Charles Manson. And I was like, "Oh shit, this is uh, yeah, sure, get out of my face," you know. And then I, I keep on walking. I'm looking at my phone now. I'm kind of freaking out a little because I'm by myself, and it's it is a little. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been downtown Los Angeles. It's kind of scary downtown. Yeah, we filmed a lot Angeles. of Fear Factor episodes down there. Yeah, so th- there was kind of like this element around that area that's like, hey, there's a new apartment complex opening up for the homeless people type thing. You know, it was because it was like a village. Right. They had first aid. They had libraries. They had, uh, you know. They had donate. There's donations coming in that feed like this whole entire like block, uh, you know, of the state capitol building or whatever. Right. And uh, then this other guy kind of was staring at me, and he comes up to me and goes, "Hey, man, can you check the score for me?" And I'm like, uh, "Score for what?" And he goes, "Pittsburgh." And I'm like, uh, "I have no idea what he's talking about." Like, I'm like, uh, "So he's asking you to check it on your phone?" Yeah. And, what people and, are asking people to Google shit for? Yeah, them now? yeah. So, so it's not. <laughs> no, can I get a cigarette? It's not good enough now. Can yeah. you Google me the score? I don't have a cell phone. And, and the whole time he's like staring my phone down. So I think maybe he saw my government issued boots and was like trying to figure out because I had like a shaved head, like a military haircut. Oh, I'm wearing really? like the, the the coat from Taxi Driver, whatever you know. Well, like obviously we had uh, Kevin Pereira from Attack of the Show on here the other day, and we were talking about agent provocateurs, government people who are sent in to break up calm protests and turn them into violent protests. They can bring them in oh, and fucking right. arrest everybody. It's common yeah. tactic. It's yeah. smart, really. They yeah. get tired of all these fucking hippies sure. and their banjos. So this guy's kind of freaking so me. So they look I, out for them. I've been, now. Impre- yeah. I've, been in, uh, I've been impressed with how um, uh, when I hear the Occupy Wall Street people, a lot of them are people who are actually educated who just can't find a job yeah. Yeah. and are trying to find that, the answers. That themselves. wasn't really the case as much as as yeah. I thought this it would new, be. This was, this was mostly. Well, wait, by the way, we're not in Wall Street. This is Los no, Angeles. No, no, no. This is Los Angeles. There's a lot of weird offshoots. LA doesn't really have a financial. I mean, it's a small. Financial district, but it's it's not like it's not like yeah. yeah. I don't even okay. know where you so, would occupy downtown Los Angeles. He's got yeah. clothing companies. And they go near government buildings. So so this guy's like kind of freaking me out. Like right. he's like checking me up and down and stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, this is kind of sad. To That's take. what you get for trolling. I, fuck. I, I know, I know. But but then uh, my friend who's uh, running like the the live stream and all the media coverage of the whole place, he called me over and so kind of rescued me. And so I go through this, this like who's rap. This guy? Uh, my friend C Hang, uh, he's a uh, C Hong on uh, Twitter. Uh, so uh, th- there was a rap battle going on up st- uh, on stage because there's entertainment throughout the day. There's speakers. There's like local musicians and comics. You know, like Jeffrey. Yeah, Ross. I saw Jeff do a set. Yeah, and so uh, it was cool. I, I, sa- I sat there and watched this rap concert for a while, where they people were handing off the mic, and this homeless guy was like looking guy was like balancing like. Uh, 
pop cans on his head while rapping. I was like, wow, you don't see this every day, you know? So it was like the entertainment value is pretty sweet. Yeah, kind of a reason to Smelled like BO, though, like crazy. And then I, uh, they took me to the media event where they do all the live interviews and all the media stuff, and it's all like generators and solar collectors, and then there's tons of computers. And then this, this girl just out of nowhere comes up to my friend C and was like, hey, I want to donate these laptops, and gave her like three laptops. Jesus. And I was like, wow, this is really badass. Wow. I need to start occupying Burbank outside of Best Buy or something, you know, yeah. get some shit. Uh, oh, Brian. <laughs> no, Brian, you silly goose. But then they took me through the whole thing, and there was like drums, drum circles. There was like, it, it seemed pretty cool. And I guess the. I've never seen a good drum circle. Never been there where yeah. I'm like, fuck, this is this pl- this is a spot really to be right now. the drums. And yeah. if anything, it seems like <laughs> the more I walked around, I, I did see like the people trying to sit down and come up with sol- uh, with solutions and ideas. So you did mm. see the good part of what's, but the majority of it was just like, it looked like a bunch of uh, well, deadheads. I don't, yeah. think like, <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's just going to be the case no matter what with any sort of a movement. But this is a very exciting time, man. There's never been a time where this many people have got together and had a piece Peaceful demonstration. Is me pooping yeah. in the shit, yeah. shitting in the street is not exactly peaceful. There's a little bit of violence involved in that, but you know they're, they're shitting all over the fucking street. You go anywhere near Wall Street, is that New York, true? People, yeah, yeah, they're oh, shitting everywhere. God. People are human. It smells like human bathroom. shit everywhere. No. I felt, I felt yeah. like such an ass because I had a oh, tin shit. can and there was yeah. those, those three different colors of trash cans, like the green, the trash, the black, the and the blue. Recycle. Oh, I'm sitting there going, which one is it? Green is wait, green is grass. Blue, what's blue? That's wait, no, it's like water bottles, and this is a can. What is it black? I just throw it. so I'm like like trying to figure it's it out. Color coded? They didn't have like didn't say recycling. No, or it just said, it was a like green trash can, a blue. Oh, that's ridiculous. I think it's supposed to be you're supposed to know the colors. Yeah, human shit still bothering yeah. you? Yeah, they shit everywhere, man. Oh, well, they God. have to. You know, there's a lot of people sleeping there, but people have their kids there and everything. They have porta potties. This is yeah, sort of. And sometimes people and it was, use actually them. It was sometimes really they can't. It was sometimes really clean. they can't. Okay, but this again, we're talking about the Los Angeles yeah, 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 one. Absolutely. Los Angeles one is a different animal than the right. New York yeah. one. New York yeah. one, man. The videos in the New York one is they're really shocking. It's like intense. And here's what's really crazy: the Wall Street uh, has uh, not only have they donated four point six million dollars to the police, but they also started hiring the police. Something that most people don't know: you can hire a police officer for uh, roughly thirty seven dollars an hour. So all these Wall Street firms are hiring tons of cops, off duty cops, to do uh, you know paid work there, yeah. and they work as a police officer with a real badge and a real gun and the real ability to arrest. But they're working for the bank, so they, it's a, a it's a yeah. loophole where these are police officers but they're doing the bidding of the bank they're doing the they're working for the bank they're not like the bank says hey uh, police officers can you organize your own police presence around this area and you know put as many police officers as you see fit and I guess you guys work for the state and you know maybe we'll uh, we'll, we'll throw in a picnic for you and we'll help generate some money to pay for yeah. all this extra revenue it's that's like going to cost you it's like no they water. pay them they're paying it's like, it's like yes. Blackwater they have Blackwater for cops yeah. they're paying the cops yeah. so they tell the cops where to go wow. it's nine it's, it's, it's fucking crazy I didn't know that was legal It's it's yes you should I think it shouldn't be but it was a I, I don't I think uh, Koch, Mayor Koch, uh, came up with that. I think wow. it was in the '90s wow. that they had that. Yeah. I think. I think the biggest. Well, you know, people have always but, had but that. I, though. I think. I think the biggest threat um, facing all of us, I- I- as far as this whole situation, talking about this, I, I think the, the real enemy is that we are slowly, or maybe very quickly, losing our representative government. And what, yes. I, what I mean by that is that this this government, uh, and James Madison warned, warned about this. He said the one thing you have to be careful of in a democracy like this is special interests. 
Yep. Because because there are, the Constitution says you are allowed to petition your government. That's a constitutional right. It should be a constitutional right. The problem is that our country now is being run by small bands of very energetic, well-financed fanatics. And and when you are a representative in the House of Representatives, uh, if you are a, a congressman, if you are even a senator, but especially a congressman, you don't do a goddamn thing unless you check with that lobby, unless you check with the people that finance your campaign. And the people that have real power in Washington are fundraisers and lobbying groups. Now, James Madison said what's going to happen is these lobbyists, lobbyists will offset each other with their different, and it'll be competing interests and stuff. Hasn't happened. In fact, what seems to be happening is that some of these groups have so much fucking money. And if you look at Potomac, where they all live, or just Washington area, they, that is that is the highest yeah. per capita income in the country. Why do they produce anything? Fuck no. No, it's where all the lobbyists. What they are, do yeah. is they get they they're well financed and they live off the government. And a bunch of people feed off the government trough. A bunch of fucking people. Yeah. And it ain't so much it ain't so much the fault of of politicians. It isn't so much the fault of government. It's just what happens when you have uh, loopholes, a, a loopholes, but also a government that's that 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 becomes. That big a part of all our lives. It doesn't have mean it have anything to do with being right or left, Republican or Democrat. When it, anything that grows that big, you're going to have very smart people, energetic people, well financed people who come to manipulate that machine and right. direct it toward your interests. Yeah. And that's what's fucking happening. There's no Republican Democratic Party anymore. There, there's the party of this. There's the the guy who can raise the most money and and make the biggest splash. That's what it's fucking about. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's it's unquestionable at this point. Do we go off the air? Yeah, just went off the. It was on a real big delay, man. It was on like a fifteen second delay. Some of this show, ladies and gentlemen, is audio only. Mm. We'll try to get it back on YouTube. It's stream. back up right now. It's back up. One second. Um, I just don't know what the fuck can be done to fix it. It seems to me like that the whole thing has to fall apart, but they don't let the whole thing fall apart. They're only letting it fall apart up into a, a certain stage. Some things fail, and uh, some things get bought up by other companies. But essentially, the the same framework remains, and it, that's. It's, it doesn't seem to me to be radically different. And if it's not going to be radically different, then it's not going to survive. So it's like we're, we're keeping it alive on some weird life support system until we, what, d- d- fucking divine intervention before we have well, some sort the, of a, 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 an epiphany and figure out how to run the thing fairly and equitably? Well, one of the biggest problems is authority is no longer delegated. One of the things, there's no, there's no real uh, respect for institution anymore. And, and we're being ruled by plebiscite. We're being ruled by, by where it's mob rule. It's, again, it's, it's the people, look, fucking laws nowadays are passed through referendum. People are making up the laws. Mm-hmm. A special interest group will come up with a law, package it a certain way, throw a bunch of advertising around it, hi, hire basically through their lobbying groups, elect the official who they want to pass that law. I mean, that's what's going on. Yeah. And what you have, what what you have to have and that's the argument for keeping for keeping things behind closed doors when you make laws the reason you do that is because politicians and making laws is very fucking messy because when you pass a law it's called politics man and you got to say unpopular things you don't want your voters to hear you go i'll vote for this you vote for that how's that sound and what happens and that's the only that, way to do it well what happens through that debate back in the day what would happen between in that that debate between republicans and democrats they'd be heated debates behind closed doors fuck you fuck that they don't say that stuff i'll compromise i'll compromise it would at least a law would come out that people would respect. They may not agree with it, but there was a respect because it got watered down, there was a compromise, and there were some good laws passed. That's how laws would be passed. This notion that a special interest group can pass a law in its purity without having a real debate 
when you got representatives looking over at their at their fucking lobbies literally and going can i vote yes or no on that there's something very wrong with that and and we have to get back to institution and delegating delegating authority that's how the yeah, but that's not going to happen what, what i said earlier stands Tough. that you're never going to have a bunch of people that have been living their life through cor- corruption all of a sudden pull back I don't, just, know, I, don't don't know back. I don't even know if it's corruption. I, I, I think it's a... Uh, you don't know if it's uh, corruption. No, in, other, in other words, what I mean is that I just think that the system in place is the broken. only way you... Get, yeah, that's, broken. That's, that's what it is. Yeah, so, I mean, they're not going to fix that system if that system has made them billions of dollars. They're going to do whatever meager patchwork they, they need to do within their lifetime yeah. to keep on the majority of the, the wealth that they've acquired. Like I've said before, try, try getting rid of a law now. Try. Just yeah. try. Well, what a do whole you think? Let's, let's, skip, let's step outside of the boundaries because I, I tire of these, these questions yeah. and these, these, these things. And one of the reasons why I tire of it is because um, everyone seems to have <laughs> uh, some sort of a, a, a position in this machine and everyone is you know, describing all the, the varieties of you know, issues within you know, these positions of these, uh, the, the, these different statements and different belief systems that, that everyone Everybody has uh, uh, subscribed to when it comes to uh, this world and how everything runs. What's the ideal way to do it? it w- if you could, if you were a guy, and I, I know that you've thought of this, if you were a guy that could stop everything and figure out how to make an even system, what would you do? How would you engineer it? If someone came up to you and said, listen, dude, we're going to let you go on television. You have a year to formulate a plan. I think you're a smart guy, and I think this is what the world needs. The world needs a smart dude who thinks out of the box. You get together. You have one year. Come up with a fucking plan as to how to redistribute the whole thing, how to, how to re-figure out where, where the money gets stored and what's the money's based on and you know what are, what, what are acceptable interest rates. And I would probably do, I would probably start with a flat tax. And what I mean by that is I would have, no matter who you are, where you stand, you pay 30%. You pay 30% across the board. So instead of having 6,000 pages of taxes, I know there are problems with it, but for the most part, I'd make it as fair as possible. May not be as fair to, you know, rich people pay more, they're going to pay more ultimately, but, you know, poor people still have to pay 30%. Right now, a lot of poor people don't pay any taxes at all. Maybe that's good. See, this is where I would step in. The tax code is so fucking complicated that I might just say flat tax across the board. No matter who you are, you pay 30% of your income. That's it. I think if you are poor and you are struggling, you should have to pay much less. And I think that a guy like me should have to pay more. I think that I I agree with that. I think it's it's a creepy argument. And if I – this is the caveat though. If I believed that it was being spent wisely – if I believe okay, but, that that was the answer, and I back, don't. This brings me back to the, the original the, the question. is that I don't believe there's any way. I don't believe that any large bureaucracy, I don't care if it's a corporation, especially not the U.S. government because there's no accountability and you don't have to have a bottom line. You don't have to produce a profit. You, you, there's, no, there's no marketplace telling you you go out of business. I mean, right. for, if, since what was it, 1960? Fucking that is a it? problem. It's a business. How, and there's how no many, competition. How many Fortune 500s are of the 500 companies that were in existence that started it, when they started tracking the Fortune 500? How many are in existence since 1967? How many are in existence of the 500? I believe eight are still running. Companies go out of business all the fucking time. Why? They just run out. They just run out of product to inspiration, whatever leadership. That's how it goes. And guess what? It leaves room for another startup. Yes. Guess where that hasn't happened? The pharmaceutical industries. They're so fucking big that they control the FDA. A whole other story. So the point is this: my feeling, my feeling is that the only way 
the, you are always going to have private look at look at the military industrial complex you're always going to have private sector people manipulating tax dollars and government agencies to their to their benefit then and as a result it's impossible for the government not to get involved in the marketplace it's impossible you don't have a free market you don't have a market system anymore especially not in the banking industry it's been regulated since fucking 1900 it, it, so what i would do very simply is i'd have a flat tax and i would ultimately get rid of all subsidies all except for medicare medicaid and that i would overhaul and including social security i would overhaul in that i would find out who deserves fucking Medicare? There are a lot of very wealthy people who get it. This show has all of a sudden become a really boring political show. You sit down and debate the issues. I I, I'm sorry, but it goes on forever. It does. You, it you does. got real specific with your points, and I'm starting to fade out. We should out. talk about the corruption in Avon corporations. Avon? Yeah. Those pink cars? Yeah, those pink cars. Everybody, every time up? you talk about corruption, I think, but to yeah. bring it down to a general thing people understand, I think, <laughs> you know, you just got to realize that just always ask yourself, how the fuck would I react in that situation? If you really learn about the stuff, a lot of this shit is, you get into these like these guys get into stuff and you're like that guy's fucking evil and in movies you see the evil guy with the black hat shit's always way more complicated and way more fucking gray than that well it's also you know? because corporate you know, you've seen the documentary the corporation right where they detail how corporations act as sociopaths they oh, act wow. as psychopaths they ask these people who don't care about the repercussions because there's a diffusion of responsibility yeah. because there's a million people in the corporation yeah. there you go <sighs> deep shit guys yeah it's what well i think you know, when I look at uh, what's going on right now, I, I see uh, a bunch of different factors. And the big factor that I think is uh, not being paid as much attention to in all of this is that it, the whole problem is the access to information and that the system has always been corrupt and the system has always been run unfairly, but we didn't know it. We didn't know it the way we know it now. And the access to information is unprecedented now. And because of that, people are starting to exchange information. And because of this access to information and social networking, they're allowed to do it in real time, and they're organized. It's also easy to manipulate information. Yeah. You know, that's mm -hmm. the irony of it. Is like you got you, you have so much access to information, it's really easy to manipulate. And yeah. You see political parties do that shit all the time. Sure, you know? of course. Yeah, eventually it's gonna, there's going to be something that allows people to know whether something or not is true. And that's when things are going to get really strange. And it's really not that big of a deal. To, to be able to exclude disinformation and incorrect information, to have some way of proving things to be factually correct before uh, they, they release and spread, there will, that's not that far outside of the realm of possibility. See, right now, there's a, I mean, it's whether or not you can prove something to be true and factual. You know, that, that, you know like when you look at like these databases like Wolfram Alpha and you know, like Siri, the, the Siri thing where you talk yeah. to the Apple thing, yeah. and it at, goes to the web and finds out information and brings it back yeah. to you. There, there's going to eventually be uh, a very clear system of finding out what is true and what is not true. There's going to be, uh, it's going to be very easy to detect mm. what is propaganda, what mm. is actual fact, and you're going to be able to know it in real time. And that's when that happens, then it's going to be way harder to pull off corruption. Yeah. Well, that, that's what I, I just keep wondering, like, I always find myself asking, are things going to get better in 20 years, worse? How about 40 it's years? It's better. Listen, man, here's what everybody's woe is mean about, man. You know, there was a study recently that uh, I, I tweeted that talked about violence. That It was a um, uh, Kurzweil study. Violence is at an all-time low in, per capita. Like, yep. people are much, much less violent and much, it's, life today is much safer than it's ever been at yep. any other time in human history. Things are getting better. Yep. It's just, right now, I think we are in the process of a birth. We're in the process of a, another stage and it's really close to bottlenecking there's with the 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 influx of technology and information into the world of the monkey is is so complete right now and we are biologically straight
struggling to keep up with all this new shit that's going on around us all the time and all this new information and all these new challenges and all these, you know, the, the, these the, these new issues that are, are presenting themselves to us. And it's well, that's, happening that's, because of technology. Yeah, it's, it almost feels like, you know, they're talking about the planet and it's warming and all that stuff. And I, I always feel like, is that is that essentially like... Um, the, the, the idea that we keep growing as like literally an organism where we're going to have to mesh with machines just to survive in an environment. Yeah. It's all kind of part of it, you know? Well, we're, there's also the idea that machines are a life form in and of itself. They are. They, they they, are. You look like, I, I've always said this, if you look at like, I, I'm stupid, I keep old computers. I have like an old uh, gray, one of those uh, tan Apple fucking towers that's in my garage somewhere. It doesn't work anymore. I have an old laptop with a little track wheel on it. That doesn't uh, work anymore either. Yeah. Those are skeletons. Those are dead animals. Those are things that they yeah. their their predecessors, you know, or rather they they are they are the predecessors from the, the today's uh, sleek laptops. Right. You know, they're they're old, shitty. They, they're clunky. They make weird noises when you turn them on. Yeah. You know, I mean, they are essentially the monkeys of the, you know yeah. in comparison to us. Yeah. And I, I think it's real possible that if we do have some sort of an artificial intelligence and we, we do create a life form out of computers that is able to recreate other life forms, I think that's probably the next stage. Why are we so we, – I mean, we personally think that it's so important that we continue this, this animal struggle with emotions and sperm and eggs. Well, and, biology as we know it. Well, right? biology we, as we know it might be a hoax. We're creating our own biology. We might I mean, be much more comfortable inside of a robot. Body. I was going to say, I mean, but 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 human beings, it seems, are on the verge of actually creating a whole a whole new kind of bio, a synthetic yes. biology that we're going to be able to mesh with. Who's to say that that synthetic biology can't be just as way better or, or better? Way better, man. This is like a, what we we have is like an old car that's made out of cardboard. That's it. And we're on our way to building some fucking carbon fiber, yeah. you know, fiber optic laced f- electronic fucking mid engine yeah. beast. Well, if you and have we're constructing ears it. that can hear a mile away, etc. Yeah. I'll take it. The problem is it keeps raining, and our fucking cardboard house is slowly falling apart. That's we're it. like, Jesus Christ, hurry up, f- fix this cardboard car. Yeah. The cardboard car is all fucked up, and the new car is not ready yet. And well, it's you- a matter of whether or not we can complete our our cycle of, of, of technology have, and have, artificial intelligence and then combine with it before well, very, we very, blow ourselves up. You have very, very smart people um, re-engineering, reverse engineering the brain, the eardrum, the eye, the, the red blood cell. We just reverse engineered the red blood cell of a dog. And that means that if you reverse engineer it and you know exactly how it works, you can make a replica of it with synthetic material, uh, and which would be a nanobot because it can, it's about the, that big. So, so nano, nanotechnology and then re-replicating what you just reverse engineered. If you can do that, then it is, it is clear and it follows. By the way, we're also doing it with an eye. We're doing it with an eardrum, etc. If you can do that, well, when is the brain, when they're already working on trying to reverse engineer the brain? It really fucking raises really cool questions. It really does, man, because if, if you can do that and you can create a machine. It's the Blade Runner question. It is. When does it become a person, you know? When, and, uh, what's, her fuck, what, what's her name in Blade Runner, the really... Daryl Daryl Hannah. When yeah. she cried, when she was sad, yeah. didn't you feel sad for her? Yeah. She's beautiful. Yeah. She's a robot. Yeah, she's a robot. A robot that wants some dick. That's right. That's right. And she can kill you. Woo! I'd love to have a, I'd, if you fuck a robot it's that's really happen. lifelike, is that cheating? Yes, it is. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen because the robot's going to go to your house and kill your wife because your wife wants to unplug it. Oh shit! 
Yeah, robots have emotions, bro. They build them in. If they build an emotion, if they're going to build in something that's going to be kind to you, the only way kindness counts is if you earn it. God, kindness, so if you're just a, an emperor and you walk in and everybody just sucks your dick, after a while that shit gets boring. You know, the yin and the yang of things is there for a reason. You have to have struggle in order to appreciate the good times. You cannot, I don't appreciate relaxing unless I put in hard work. I really don't. But that's, that's the biggest question with a lot of computer scientists who are saying when these robots develop will... Which means they, when you say that, when they develop consciousness, meaning they are conscious of their own existence, mm -hmm. the nature of anything that is conscious of its own existence or even just having its own existence, whether it's a cancer cell, an ant, or a human being, is that you want to replicate and stay alive forever. Mm -hmm. And, and you know... Right, but those are biological instincts because they're, they're programmed into the world that we operate we in. We are creating... Computers are going to be essentially the exact, the mimic, we are mimicking ourselves. Not necessarily true because there's no benefit to staying alive. What, what, what benefit does the computer have to maintaining consciousness? If there's, no, if there's no cells or genetics or hormones pumped into your system telling you to stick it in there and shoot off loads because you want to breed. True. What, what is, where's true. the incentive? What, what happens though? Does not the computer, if it's infinitely wise, doesn't embrace the notion that it does not have to be a complete because what it is is a part of everything in the first place. And the, the idea of life is not really necessary. It's just we hold on to it because biologically it's how we spread our work. That's interesting. We spread our work through life. And you're never going to die anyway. Doesn't matter anyway. That's the computer should be smart enough to know, go ahead, shut me off, bitch. That's I'm here forever. Well, they, Doesn't they, they, matter. What about when they start making computers that are smarter than them and all that? The well, they become is, infinitely smart almost uh, immediately. I think that people always say, well, they're going to have respect for our biological heritage and what they don't realize that's is we're going to be changing too. That's we're we're going to be changing yes, too. Yes, of course. I, mean, I, I think we'll when, you start to, when you start talking about computers being this advanced, you're talking about human beings because yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, as soon as they got a biocompatible uh, machine that I can download information into etc you're gonna you're gonna yeah. have it in your body well i'm i'm attached already to my fucking phone my my phone is a part of me when i leave my house and i don't me have too. my iphone i feel like i'm missing a part of my body and you know if you read tim ferris's book did you read the part about having a cell phone in your pocket how it cooks your fucking balls no well, one of the things that he did was he did a test on his sperm count, and he uh, did a test uh, and found out that his sperm count was fairly low, and he's in really good shape, and he's young, and he was like, what the fuck is going on? So then he starts doing all this reading on, on different studies, and one of the things he comes to is studies about cell phone usage and keeping your cell phone in your front pocket and how it affects your sperm count. The radiation from your fucking cell phone diminishes your sperm count. Yeah, he doesn't even carry it on him anymore. He, like, he shuts it off and he puts it in to, his pocket. I, I never talk it with my ear. I Good. Just, uh, speak. I've always done. Anyway, that. Um, but I have it in my pocket all the time. And he um, said that he took took the time off, stopped having the phone in his pocket, started eating Brazil nuts. Uh, apparently, they have zinc in them, and it's uh, they're very healthy for bringing yeah. back your sperm count. By the way, just a misnomer for everybody listening: um, Brazil nuts can also be very, very allergic. My mother and will Brian die. My allergic. mother will die if she eats one. If wow. I eat, if I eat one, my whole throat closes up. I'm going to eat some right in front yeah. of you. How do so you just, feel about just, that? Brazil nuts are Show good, you how superior. Just I make sure you're not it. you're not allergic. So. Yeah. So, um, uh, good good call. Um, so either way, take zinc supplements or do whatever the fuck Ferris did. And by taking the phone out of his pocket, he you know radically increases sperm count. That's scary. That's a really good book. Or well, the nuts are just really what was that? Uh, oh, that was in, was that in the sex uh, chapter? I don't know. I don't know what chapter it's in. I, I read it on the toilet. So I pick it up and I read it. for. And since I've been eating so well, my toilet trips have been shorter and shorter. 
I used to, you know, when I was yeah. just eating straight meat, Brock Lesnar oh, style, I would take these giant dinosaur Claw, shits that would take 20 up. minutes. And I would, just like Ari Shafir's jug, I would, my, my legs would go numb, my, my feet would go numb, I'd have a hard time standing up. But I've been uh, drinking <laughs> yeah, this uh, kale shake I make every morning now. It's good shit. Yeah, I... I cut it with in this crazy um, Vitamix blender. Okay. I throw in cucumbers and kale, and uh, man, I feel so good. So good. You have so much energy. It's really, it's, a, Go, it's amazing. I do, I do cashews, goji berries, some almonds, strawberries, blueberries, and then uh, some hemp seed and uh, and mm. protein powder and almond milk. And you feel fucking amazing. Oh, and I do a green. I do that I do, too. I do Dr. Schultz Superfood, which mm. is this awesome kelp green thing. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, man, I have energy for days. And yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah, man. Diet is so goddamn important. It's one of the things that, and, and by the way, I know food tastes fucking delicious. You know, I'm, I'm the first guy. After a comedy show especially, we'll go to Cantor's and I'll have a giant fucking pastrami Reuben with it, it's French fries. It's all fine as long as you're getting the nutrition you need. Most people are walking around malnourished. I yes. Think. And this then they eat eats, shit the food. The way this country eats is the, is the fucking yeah. madness. You got it. And you not not just vitamins either. I used to try to just do it with vitamins. And I think multivitamins are important. I think it's important to recommend. To, I don't know if like, you know, I, I think certain people with certain demands have higher demands. Like especially if you're an athlete. If you're doing a lot of jujitsu like when people say you know what you need for uh your recommended daily requirement of vitamins and protein all that stuff i always look at them and i go okay but what are you doing yeah, physically? are you, are you doing hours? what i'm doing yeah, man yeah. because i'm fighting for my life right. you know and i don't think people understand that That's you right. know i did a thing i'm in uh, men's fitness this month there's a thing on my workout you know they uh, they did this whole uh, thing on my kettlebell workout and uh, steve maxwell's maxwell's in town and we're working out this weekend together too i'm, I'm super excited about that this week i'm gonna do some uh, hardcore kettlebell drills people don't fucking realize how hard some people work out and i don't work out nearly as hard as a guy like kane velasquez does or a guy like george st pierre does i just simply don't put in the amount of sessions in a week that they do but when i do do it i go fucking all out and you can't do that and just eat spaghetti no. You, you can't do that no, and, can't. and not have vitamins and not have protein. Yeah. And I'm, I have one of the things that I've done over the course of being involved in combat sports since I was literally a child. You know, I'm, I, I haven't had a moment since I was 14 years old that I wasn't learning or practicing some type of martial art. It became an obsession super early in my life. And the, there's a direct correlation to me with good performance, good movement, healthy body, mind, spirit, and diet. Diet. When I've eaten Tim shit Ferris, foods, Tim Ferriss is talking about it. He said food is a drug, and how you the, the way you combine it, the kind of food you take in, it will react within your body exactly the way a drug will. Either it will have a positive hormonal effect, yes. a negative hormonal effect. Well, the problem is good food. Like sh there's a lot of shit foods, food that's got no or very little nutrients, but goddamn it, tastes good. You know, I have uh, pineapple and anchovy pizza. It's one of my big mm. fucking problems. I got a problem. I like Ancho double double pineapple, double anchovies. Sure, this filled with arsenic and all kinds of creepy fucking shit in that ocean. That yeah. ocean's just filled with heavy metal poisonings. Yeah, that's and true. and uh, anyway, it's it's a fucking. I got a real problem. But after I eat it. I, I feel like shit. I always feel like I got harpooned, like I got shot with some animal tranquilizer. I, I, I think that the way to, to start eating better is, first of all, to, to educate yourself and start eating better, but then just start noticing the difference because what happens is you start getting a pleasurable response when you eat well and what's good for your body and a negative response when you go out and eat a whole pizza pizza or whatever. Mm -hmm. you, you, you won't feel as good as if you have a shake I was just talking about. Yeah, well, my point yeah. was, this is, this is my point. My yeah. point is, is in all my years, I've done it both ways. 
I've done it where I eat shit food, and I've done it where I eat really good food. And when I do it when I eat really good food, I have a different body. It's that simple. Yeah. It, just, it works way better. Yeah. It just works way better. Nobody, before they get into the UFC, eats fucking three Carl's Jr. You know, break bacon mm. cheeseburgers and fries and, and a large Coke. You just right. don't do that. Because right. if you do, your body's going to perform like shit. Right. You know why? Because your body's fighting off poison. Right. Your body's in a war to process all this shit, yeah. saturated fats and trans fats and... That's fats with dicks, right, Brian? Yes. <laughs> he said, "What's that's trans- Brian Cowan's said, favorite?" What's kind of trans- hey, you guys? I, 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 guys, I was just kidding about the, the making out with the transvestite <laughs> and uh, my friends. You know, somebody needs to uh, somebody needs to create a, a guide for life and have all these different uh, ideas in there. And one of them is going to be the importance of diet and exercise. And even though I know a lot of smart fucking people, I know so many intelligent people who are really super creative and really interesting, they don't take care of their fucking shell. It's amazing. They don't take care it's of their body, man. They don't, they, they don't understand. And they'll look at you like you're uh, frivolous or like you're, you know... You're, well, there's a lot of negative connotations, like well, they'll call you a health nut. Think sure. About it. Oh, yeah. oh, you're a health nut. Oh, yeah. You know, um, or you're an exercise freak well no well you're I'm, narcissistic is yeah. the inclination is yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. implication yeah no i just know that i feel way better yeah. and i'm way more productive when i yeah. when i'm when i'm like this then i'm not gonna have a belly when i'm fucking you know 45 50 55 you know whatever they say a certain percentage of people have chimpanzee dna i have chimpanzee dna i mean not just chimpanzee dna rather neanderthal dna there's yeah. no question about it i got some neanderthal in my past yeah. There's no doubt about it. I, I, There's like a certain percentage of humans, some large number. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. We, we somehow or another assimilated with the Neanderthals. Wow. They didn't used to think that. Is, they that, think is that, that people now. who are just muscular, like stronger? I don't know. No, I think, you know, that, that has to do with what part of environment, you know, your, your DNA comes from. Yeah. You know, whether you're, you're, your family was Sicilian peasants that are and, carrying rocks all day. Or, ectomorphs. Yeah, mesomorphs, yeah right? exactly. And, and endomorphs seem to be a function of society and, and diet. And, and also, the, one of the things they're finding out is uh, stress from inside the womb. If the the the, mm. the mother uh, during pregnancy is malnourished in any way, the kid has an inclination to hold on to carbs and fats. And they have, wow. uh, yeah, there's uh, there was another part of that zeitgeist thing that was really interesting. It was a, a lot of that that uh, the zeitgeist. The part that I watched, I only watched the first 15 minutes or so. And uh, what was really interesting about it was all the different things they were talking about about health and 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 cancer and and illnesses and about uh, people who develop breast cancer. There's like a gene. Mm-hmm. That, that, right. that a lot of people get breast right. cancer and they can find that gene and say you are susceptible to breast yeah. cancer well of, people who have breast cancer only 3 out of 10 have that gene 7 out of 10 don't have that gene right. you know and they're, they're trying to figure out well what is it that causes people to get cancer what is it causes people to be uh, to, to have uh, violent behavior well, well what, are, are there genes for violent behavior yes there are but you know they're realizing people who have been abused at childhood have a different genetic structure than people who haven't been so abused so their body their body reboots mm-hmm. or jacks your body changes so your genetic to genetic structure can change your body changes to deal with this horrible wow. environment and this horrible hand so that you you've have, been you dealt kind of with like, it's like an evolution immediate evolution yeah, it's like this, the system is is all set up to respond to whatever is coming in. It makes in. sense, though. You know, it's like I was talking to John Brankus, who does that show, Sports Science. 
and and they were talking about VO Max, and they were they tried to tire Cain Velasquez out, and and they had him running. They made a oh, he's a beast. They couldn't get his heart rate over 165. He's they, a beast. No matter what they did, they couldn't. yeah, you're fucked and, with that and, guy. And and, and you, it, some of it is there's definitely like some people have like a certain genetic structure where they mm-hmm. can utilize oxygen better, but a lot of it's 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 also repetition and mm-hmm. practice, and right. your body mm-hmm. is incredibly adaptable. Yeah, he wouldn't have that kind of cardio if he didn't train. No, I mean he's got a, definitely. He's got some freak genetics, but guess what? A lot of Mexicans do. Yeah, a lot of Mexicans true. have amazing endurance. You know, Julio Cesar Chavez was known for barely training, and he had amazing endurance. Like in some of his fights, he like he would just come in and just beat the fuck out of guys, just, break them down. The he, pace he would that he never put clench. On guys. He never mm-hmm. clench. Just, he just rip he, your body. Uh, rip, I just rip, saw rip a documentary on him. Gilbert Melendez is uh, the strike force lightweight champion. He's a Mexican dude. Amazing endurance. This kid is, is he's known for just putting it on people, and he has even said that he, he thinks that part of his endurance is genetic. Yeah. He obviously works as hard as any professional well, the, athlete on the planet but but those I mean, long distance runners come from uh, you know Kenya. Peru and but stuff that's a like different that. that's a different no, in activity per, in, in Peru I'm saying yeah yeah but different I mean, activity long distance <laughs> running is, is all it's all cardio it's right. a different it's a different kind of cardio that you have in fighting where you have fighting anaerobic anaerobic, 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 anaerobic yeah. all mixed in together that's like real combat like sort of cardio it's a different kind of cardio I was talking about somebody asked me why I liked um why I, I love MMA so much. And Why you like it's, MMA? It's, it's the rawest form Was this a girl or a guy that was asking this question? It was a girl. You know, you did. You grab her by the, the nape of the hair in the back of her neck and you just just exactly. gently wrap your cock around her lips. Just slap. Here you go. I gotta give slap. you a spanking. And then put it back in her pants. Don't even have her suck it. Just put it back in her pants. Just, just to just naughty, alpha the fuck out of her. Naughty girl. You dirty bitch. Why do I like what? But, but, but it's it's just so. I got. I just got a, a little bit of a boner just now. But it, oh, it's, I'm, it's, I'm sorry. It's it's literally <laughs> like it's the rawest form of competition. Of course, you guys fight. Yeah, you know um, that movie <laughs> Warrior did not get its fair shake. You were in Warrior and you had a great role. It was, it was a fun role. But that movie did not get its fair shake. That was a great movie. It was man. a great movie, man. It wasn't even factual. You know, the, it was silly. They it's fought for two a, days in a row, and it was it's a the crazy. Way it tournament but that didn't matter no. the, just the story itself it's and maybe great. they could have worked around that where they didn't have a two day tournament or whatever but it didn't matter the, yeah. the, the story and the, the movie worked it, yeah. it was a good movie it was, a good it was movie, decent man. it was great and uh, very was, few what I, the fuck I like to moments. do stuff I like to do shows nobody watches like Death Valley by the way which <laughs> that's, will be on, that's on tonight uh, is it on tonight on Monday at 11 nobody's watching it no but it's a great show man really funny. Dude, what are the watch, numbers watch it tonight I told you I'll do it. I want to play a werewolf, man. Um, you're going to. If we get picked up, I already talked to them. They love the idea. They're like, Joe Rogan, play a werewolf. It'll be awesome. Dude, I'd love you to play a werewolf. You get to do your own stunts. And how, how good are the special effects? I don't want to play Unbelievable. a te- I watched Ginger Snaps last no, night. No, dude, they're unbelievable. Somebody told me to rent Ginger Snaps. What? Like, dude, it's a good mo- werewolf movie. It's kind of funny for a long time. It's pretty funny. It's about two girls that are going through high school, and they're, they're loners. They're kind of outsiders, and they're sisters, and they're kind of goth, and one of them gets bit by a werewolf. It's pretty fucking funny. There's a lot of good stuff to it. Ginger Up until snaps. you see the werewolf and it's like jesus christ did you have any budget i mean it's just it looks like they took a balloon and drew a a werewolf scary face on the balloon and stuck it in your face like that's the wolf man that's so bad that's got some great uh uh, great uh special effects man i'm I'm proud of the show i I really am i think it's really funny so and it's on uh mtv what time mtv at 11 o'clock on monday tonight tonight Watch it tonight. I schedule it on my phone right now. Schedule I ain't it. Scared. And uh, I think uh, tomorrow we got Josh McDermott. Josh is supposed to be doing it because we started doing this thing from the Ice House uh, live at the Ice House, and it's on. Um, it's broken up into two parts. One part is on my uh, iTunes on the Joe Rogan Experience, and the other part is on Death Squad. And uh, Death Squad is the one that Brian runs. And what it essentially is is um, it's 
all of our friends that have podcasts like Tom Segura. We're talking Brian Callen is doing one. He's going to do one now, too. Yes, I am. Sam Tripley does it. All these different people do it. And we decided to, uh, that would be a good way to also promote Death Squad. So we have it set up. That I'm going to do it on uh, Red Band's uh, yeah, Death whole Squad. thing. Death Squad, yeah. And we start Brendan Walsh uh, this week, too. I think what I'm going to start my podcast is going to be, I'm going to I'm gonna have my guests, I'm just going to ask them, like 10 really good questions I've You don't even have to answer. do that, man. You're a conversationalist. Just anything that's interesting to you. Just yeah, sit down I mean, and talk about it. I will let it go there, yeah. But. You, you should have a podcast. There's no doubt about it. You're a fascinating dude. And, you know, and it's going to be fun. And it, it helps you evolve ideas. And people call you on your bullshit. And, yeah. and it, it helps you. It also helps you realize, like, uh, how many times you repeat the same things over and over again. How many, yeah. how many subjects you obsess oh on. My God. And it becomes a normal part of your everyday life. But when you start trying to pump that out on a podcast, people are like, like, bitch, I heard that already. Yeah. Stop fucking freaking out about the same thing every goddamn week you know you gotta talk- you gotta evolve man. yeah well we talked about o- occupy wall street like three times in a row now but i think um we're, we're also doing it to, with different people just to sort of get their different reactions because i think this is a pretty important part of human history right yeah. now i think it's funny that you both said that you really like daniel day what's his name again? Daniel Day-Lewis, yeah yeah because yeah, it's that comes yeah. up with all of your friends and yeah, i just see you guys all sitting out here after, like Stroking working out it. and talking about well, well, it. yeah <laughs> knuckles I mean, up to daniel Day-Lewis. I, I guess i guess it knuckles comes down up. to I, I think I, <laughs> every time i do knuckles up by the way i can't get you out of my head so that kind of sucks don't give away my material That's my closing like, bit. like it comes down to like people what what inspires you is not even so much the person but the effort you know like when you see that kind of fucking i love excellence me too it's like you're like holy fuck you go beyond yourself there i don't really like soccer but if I see a badass soccer player and you oh, show me a clip online, I'll watch yeah. him. I watch him do his thing. Did you see that guy, by the way, in South Africa riding his mountain bike? His dirt, yes, and he got hit by that that antelope. Yeah, yeah. He got hit by a buck with the horns, Holy and then he landed shit. on his head, and he was making those "I've been knocked out" oh. noises like. Oh. That's the noises that you make when you get severely Dude. concussed. That's when you know. That's when you know. Also, you feel the weight and power of a four hundred and forty pound antelope running full clip, hitting yeah. you with its fucking horns. They don't fuck. Around. And then he, he just kept running. Yeah. He said, oh, whoops! I I hit a guy and a bike. No big deal. Was that an accident or was he trying? Yeah, no, it was an accident. He was running. He happened to be sprinting, and as they're coming down, and he just timed it shitty oh, man. and slammed into him. Yeah. Imagine Fuck it, Africa, dude. Africa can suck my dick. Why? Because they got insects the size of your fucking forearm? Well, how about the parasites? Forget about the, the insects you can see. Been there. How about, oh, whoops, I washed my toe and I actually had a hangnail and some shit got inside of it and it camped out of my body and grew and made a chain all the way to my brain and started sucking brain juice out of my big toe. And I went to the doctor. I was like, why is my big toe leaking? Oh, that's cerebral spinal fluid. Oh, what the fuck's going on? Oh, there's a pipeline between your fucking brain and your toe. What? Created by some parasite. No. Maybe. I just made it up. But maybe it could I be like true. It. There's like plenty it. of shit inside Africa that Been can Africa twice. fuck you up. I, I remember I was I was a kid. I was in Africa, and it was it was dark out, and there were the, we were staying in this place where there were the grounds. There were these you could walk around, and I was going to walk around. And my father goes, "You're not walking around there. Why? Because this is Africa. You see a fence around here? They're lying just over there. You idiot. Jesus I was like, oh, yeah. fucking yeah. Christ! You don't have a dog in your backyard in Africa, for example." We've been uh, banging around the idea of uh, cell phones, uh, how when you buy a cell phone, you know, you, you don't realize how much fucking slave labor is involved and how much. We were, is there a karma-free cell phone? Is there a cell phone you can buy where you don't have to worry about the labor uh, being slave labor? You don't have to worry about the minerals mined under, you know, treacherous conditions where yeah. people. No, it's impossible. It's impossible. 
people. Sorry, those minerals, they're all from the fucking Congo, man. And yeah. the con I was watching Vice Guide to the Congo. Have you seen that yet? No. They started releasing Vice Guide to the Congo. All about it. Oh, Jesus Christ, is that a fucking crazy part of the world? That is when you truly, actually watch truly it? hell on earth for some of those villages. It's way crazy. Joseph, it's more than Mad Max. Joseph, con Joseph Coney, who runs the Lord's Resistance Army, about 200, 300 like, vicious killers who do all kinds of horrible things. They just go to, they just massacre villages. He's a delusional guy with military grade weapons he's been out there for god since the hutu rwanda massacre and this motherfucker is um as bad as it gets and they do the worst shit in recorded history and it's going on right now 2011 in, in this area, and people don't realize that millions of people have died there. oh my god millions Congo, millions, yeah. millions. it civil, sounds like an exaggeration no, no, no. that civil war that civil war has seen that sierra leone uh, Liberia to a, to a, a small extent, but and, and Rwanda has seen some of the most concentrated and ferocious killing in the history of the fucking world. Whoever you guys are that do that vice guy to travel, all you guys are bad motherfuckers. And I would love to have you guys on the podcast. If someone knows anybody that knows those guys, somebody does. Somebody knows one of the guys on on our message board. But fucking holler at me on Twitter. Those those guys, uh, they've done some wild fucking trips, man. The Liberia one is a great one. The Thailand one, they went to Thailand and picked up ladyboys. Woo! Wow. Yeah, they went deep. Man. I they was went there. To North I was Korea. there. I was there. I saw the Lady Boys. Well, you I, were just in Thailand. I dared, for I dared, Hangover I, too, right? I dared Zach Galifianakis. No, I dared. I was with Zach Galifianakis and Brody Stevens, and we were watching the Lady Boys. And some of them are as good looking as the girl I was making out with from my earlier story, <laughs> my friend, or better. Softer and lips. I, and I said to Brody, I go, dude, if you have any guts at all, you will you will take that girl home and bang her. I know it's a guy, but you don't have the stones. Of course, he didn't do it, but she was like, gorgeous. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Scary yeah. world out there. Did you like oh, Thailand? Do you think you could leave and in, uh, leave the in... country? And uh, Me and you and a couple other dudes. This oh, is the thing. Oh, boy. We hit 60. after we, The kids are grown. The kids leave the house. We're tired of fucking the wife. And we just get to a certain point where we're like, listen, baby, I love you. You love me. I'm just going to live in Thailand for four months out of the year. I'm going to go it. get myself a young girl. Just tell, four months out of the year. I Eight want, months oh, out of the year, I'll stay with you. I'm going to find an 18-year-old to <laughs> lie to me and tell me I still have it. Do whatever you need to do with your trainer. I don't, you know, don't want to control you in any way. Nope. Just make it happen. And you just make give up happen. and you go to fucking Thailand. Land that's all you see. Live like a king. But that's all you see. You oh, go there and you see this this German tourist with warts and barnacles on his back. And, and hot he's little walking with girls. this adorable like eighteen year old pretending she's into him. It's enough to make you throw up and give you a boner at the same time, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, I'll be We've at covered Winnipeg. it all. We've covered it all. I'll be at Winnipeg. I'll be. Let Where me segue. At? I'll be at, uh, I think it's Rumors. I think it's called Rumors at Winnipeg. Then I'll be this, Canada? Week, this weekend, Winnipeg. Yeah. That's an nice. awesome name. Rumors? Rumors. Yeah, That's check my website. Started. I heard a rumor that Joe Rogan was here. Have you done Calgary? I'm doing Calgary November yeah. 10th. Yeah, I did Calgary, and we oversold the show, so I had 100 people on stage with me. I'm it was doing, fun. Wait, wait. I had people do, wait, on either it? side of me while That's I was on stage right. in cheers. Is it called Yuck Yucks? No, no, no. I did a theater up there. Oh, I'm doing Yuck Yucks, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, Rumors they got, and Yuck Yucks in Calgary and Winnipeg this weekend. I've only done Yuck Yucks in Vancouver, but it's not Yuck Yucks anymore. It's another name now, but it's still a dope-ass little club. Okay. Vancouver is uh, a cool Canada. I community. love Canada performing in Canada. It's I amazing. love it. I love the people. I love twenty percent less douchebags in America. Absolutely, great people. Uh, funny great people. people. Polite. Yeah, nice as fuck. I wish it didn't get so cold up there. And they get the funny. They get it. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Oh, they're I, smart. I want to move the better fuck. educated. Let's move the fuck out of LA. Generally, better educated than Americans. Are, no doubt. I think across no the board. Better especially in like Toronto and yep. and Vancouver Vancouver's and Montreal. Beautiful. Yeah. So is Montreal. Yeah. They're, they're amazing cities. I love Montreal. That's the end of the show. The fuck. I don't know any other way to end it. 
That's it. Thank you very we'll much. Just end it like this. Thanks for having thank me you on. To, thank you to the Fleshlight. If you go to JoeRogan.net, click on the link for the Fleshlight, enter in the code name Rogan, you get 15% off the number one sex toy for men. And then if you go to um, uh, onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T, and uh, enter in the code name Rogan, you can get 10% off Alpha Brain. And Alpha Brain is the cognitive enhancing substance that we stuffed into Brian Callen's face before this podcast that made him so interesting. Thank you, sir. Along with I marijuana. Do, I, I do heard, my best. Sorry about my sex stories. They were great. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. Why are you apologizing? Good. Don't apologize for being yourself, You dude. called me whimsical, and I love it's you for fun. it. It's fun. I'm whimsy. You, <laughs> you are. You're awesome. That's You're, awesome. You should never change a goddamn thing about you. You, you are what you are. Next time he comes on, we will, we will fucking fly in Jimmy Burke. It's going to happen. You need to meet this guy. He's a, a, a hell of a character. Uh, Kelly Carlin, we're going to get to you. I guarantee you I'll, I'll, I'll call you soon. And uh, we also, Josh McDermott's coming on. Um, David's Hell Moved, he's going to be doing it next week. So next week, yeah, Tuesday or something remember. like that. Yeah. He's on soon, too. Uh, lots more good shit coming up. This is a UFC weekend. This is only the first of these podcasts we've done this week. We're going to do another one probably tomorrow. I don't know who, though. Josh, Josh, Josh McDermott. McDermott. Tomorrow. Yeah. And then we're going to probably do another one on Thursday. But I'm fucking crazy. I don't even know who it would be with. I'm wild, folks. I'm living by the seat of my pants. We appreciate everything that you, you people do. We appreciate, appreciate all the positive energy. We appreciate all you people listening on your fucking treadmills, in your cars, in your gyms, in your life, in your home, while you're cooking, whatever the fuck you're doing. We're with you, bitches. It's a movement. We're all together in this. Jihad! Did you watch the Muammar Gaddafi videos and no. beating him up and st- putting a stick in his ass? No. Yeah, they stuff sticks in his ass. No. I recommend it. They they show him beating the shit out of him. He wasn't bloody, and then he became bloody. Was and he dead? Oh, they they killed him. They beat the fuck out of him and killed him. But oh, they don't show him? the video of them killing him. Unfortunately, pussies showed everything else. Paraded him around on top of a car with shoes on him. Jeez. The fucking show's ending right now, and I'm going into another subject. Thank you to everybody, uh, and we will see you. Tomorrow. Anything else, Brian? Oh, subscribe to the Death Squad series of podcasts. Uh, homie made it into the top fucking ten this week yeah. for the first time ever. I will be on that podcast yes. because of a gimmick. We, but we we got you anyway. You're in. <laughs> you right. fucks. All right, we love you guys. Yeah. We'll see you soon. Thank you very much. Yeah.